you so much for playing my game. It's time to grind through the end of the week. It's the Grinding Gear Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Garrett. He's Kyle. We didn't get Brovorce. Wait, why? Why did we? Oh, Oh, everyone was saying that we got Brovorce because you weren't on our stream on Tuesday because you were sick. Oh, oh, right. Yes, yes. Okay. And then we did the Soka show, which uh, people can also assume was a Brovorce. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If you're supporting us on Patreon or the YouTube membership, you just got a bonus episode where we fought about Ahsoka uh, last night. It was civil. It yeah, was I, had a, I had a really good time. I died a good time too, man. It was fun hearing the ins and outs of the lore I didn't understand. And it's nice to be kind of distant from Star Wars in that way. Like finding a a more DM-like interest in the show. Being like, oh, what happened there? Why did, oh, why did that happen? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and then you know, moving on. Like the magic sets I don't care about. I'm like, what? The guilds did what? How many colors are there on a single card now? Okay, I'll, I'll see you when you release Innistrad. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the Ahsoka show. It's, uh, it's off to a slow start, but I, w- I would prefer that to a overtly dumb start. In the words of Andrew WK, I know what I like and I like what I do. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with it. Pretty happy with it. Uh, awesome. You know something we didn't talk about in, in the, in the bonus show. Uh, this is the first live action Star Wars television show where there's a sense of speed in a speeder bike chase. <laughs> well, that's interesting. You didn't watch the Boba Fett show. I saw, I saw. But it had I the most awful speeder yeah. chase ever committed to cinema. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the trees helped. Wasn't it also like an open kind of Moss Eisley sort of environment? So there wasn't like trees going by every half second to sort of give us. There were of buildings going by. There were buildings. Okay. Yeah. And, and, kinda, and they went through a market. So there's plenty of ways to sell a sense of speed. It just it was just slow and lame. What a what a absolute uh, burden of riches. What a gluttony. I feel like we're living in right now on what to do with your time. How cool. <laughs> How stupid cool. Yeah. As as. There's a lot to do. I'm, as always, watching a, a ton of television myself. Uh, we watched Ahsoka. Uh, the Justified Revival ends next week. So we, Katie and I watched the penultimate episode last night. Oh, I learned from Baldur's Gate that it was never Judicars in the first place, which I think is a badass name, but it was never pronounced that way, apparently. How was it pronounced? Uh, Judiciers, which makes it sound a bit more you know, judgmental. I always thought it was right, Judicar like, as well. Judiciar is kind of more boring sounding. Well, it, it kind of gives it like a like a, a Jude, like a judicious, ju, ju, judicious, ju, yeah. Because it would be a, like yes, you, yes. A, you, you, if you work like in a court, you would be in a yeah, you know, judicious. Yeah, so it sounds more like legal, whereas Judicar makes it sound like you're Batman and you like break limbs while you enact said justice. Uh, Judicar sounds like something I would pay uh, 100 Vespian gas for in a Protoss game <laughs> of StarCraft. Yes, like five minerals too. It does some spells. They're kind of weird, uh, but you know, as long as you have one in your party, it's pretty decent <laughs> you'll shoot a car but yeah boulders gate is still ongoing uh that is still just a juggernaut i think on most people's time right now later on i'm going to be telling you all about bomb rush cyber funk which is also an incredible game of yeah. nostalgia 
Well, it's funny you should bring up funk, Kyle, because I have something at the top of the show I just want to yell about. All right. I got a bass. Nice, dude. I've been teasing that I, uh, uh, spur of the moment, bought myself a new instrument. And uh, I got a bass, and it's right over here. Uh, If you're watching on video, I'm going to attempt to not send this into the ceiling fan that is currently going, but... uh, Ooh, blue. Nice. Yeah, still got... I wanted the most pop-punk looking thing that was cheap, and uh, this is what I got. It's a uh, for the audio audience. I bought a Squire P bass. That's right. I went for P bass. I think this is legitimately the most affordable Fender bass you can buy that isn't a mini. Hmm. So, yeah, still got the stickers on it. Uh, I I will take the plaster off, plastic off later. Even it has the has plastic on the tuning pegs, Kyle. I've never seen this before because oh, interesting. I've yeah. never had a guitar this new. <laughs> Or maybe we're in a world of shipping now and uh, things have advanced in that direction. It was in two boxes. It was a box in a box. You had to like screw it together? Huh? Oh, no, you mean it was no, a box? Like, put... like, like, like when you order a computer. Oh, God, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, it came okay. strong. Okay. And honestly, it's pretty well set up. I'm really impressed because, you know, you hear I've always had brand name Kyle. I, I never went for Squire. I got the Fender uh, for my guitars. But, um, you know, you hear it's like, oh, yeah, you get what you pay for. It's it's, it's nice to set up. The only time it buzzes is when I play it wrong. <laughs> it doesn't buzz because it just buzzes. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very excited. Um, I I farted off with this today when I should have been working. Um, and it's it's it's, it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Toys are toys. Toys are toys. Toys are toys. Yeah, I've always uh, always wanted one. So what happened, Kyle? Do you want to hear why I made a financial uh, uh, bad decision? Sure. Because uh, I, I didn't need to buy this. Um, <laughs> you going to admit this? What? What's what, going on? Well, I, I shouldn't have bought it, but but I did oh. uh, because, oh, because okay. I, I did the thing. I justified it the way I justify so many purchases to myself. Something comes it, out, yeah. something, something comes out and I really want it. And then I realized I could have something else I want for a lot less money. <laughs> so uh, you wouldn't know this person, but the guitarist for Blink-182, Tom DeLonge, who is now probably more famous for proving that aliens exist than he is for being the lead singer of, of one of the lead singers of Blink-182. Why did he, wait, wait, hang on, don't speed past that. What, what'd he do? Uh, he are do are you not aware of this? No. Okay, so. I, if it didn't happen on History Channel, I'm not aware. <laughs> uh, so, so Tom DeLonge <laughs> has a, a foundation that uh, lobbies for the U.S. government to release documents pertaining to UFOs. And they have okay. now done it, I think, successfully at least three times, I think. There, there are now U.S. documents admitting to UFOs, which there's a lot of oh, definitions for what a UFO right. is. Yes. And uh, Tom was one of the people that helped make that happen. Yeah, okay, so he's responsible for the more recent, like, are you seeing this kind of videos that may have come out with, like, yeah. lots of Yeah, the thing that happened, like, was, I think it. it was three weeks ago, I think there was a whistleblower, and I think his, his foundation was also behind that. So, yeah. Neat. Yeah. I mean, if at least he's doing stuff. You know, Dan Aykroyd's just yelling at clouds. So, and, hey. Hey, he's making it. vodka, Kyle. He's making vodka and selling oh, is it. Oh, Dan Aykroyd in the vodka now? The, if you've ever seen the the expensive skull glass, like the glass skull bottle of vodka you can I buy, have. Crystal Skull Vodka, that is owned yeah. by Dan Aykroyd. That is his huh. business, his company. I, I, good for him, I guess. Yeah. yeah it, it, it doesn't seem as uh, wildfire as like Marky Mark out there. Just. Making burgers, doing, doing whatever. Yeah, that, his his burger I mean, restaurant uh, didn't last two years in Key West. Uh, no, we, man we, needs some sleep. Like we yeah. went down this year and it was already closed. Yeah, didn't make <laughs> it. 
something's going on there. Didn't didn't make it. Avoiding yeah. his family or something. Anyway, um, when we were in high school, uh, you could buy a Tom DeLonge signature guitar. And I always wanted one, but I didn't buy one back then. And I should have because they're roughly three times the cost now because they stopped making uh-huh. them in like, I think, 2009. They stopped producing them. Um, anyway, they announced that they were going to reissue his signature line because he's back with Blink-182 again. And they just had their first big tour as as a reunion. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, they're bringing it back. This is like my it's like my favorite guitar. Um, I just think it's gorgeous looking and I really want one. And I was, so I was looking at it and I was really considering buying it. And then I remembered, oh yeah, I've also always wanted a bass. And so I, I went looking around. I'm like, what's some like entry level, like starter bass setup? What would that cost me? And it's like less than half the price. So I was like, I'm going to, instead of just getting another guitar, expand my instrument horizon. So nice dude. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what's that's what's going on. So I'm gonna have really painful, hurty fingers because I thought I had strong hands because I play guitar, and um, I my hand already like wants to. F- it feels my index finger feels They're like it's thicker. gonna fall off. Yeah, you know, muscle memory and all that too. <laughs> it all takes time. Yep, yep. That's super cool, man. Man, I, I remember. Yeah, I basically turned to you right after we saw the primals and was like, "Oh my god, let's make a band!" <laughs> like that was. It's so easy to get excited about that idea and it takes a lot of practice i, I of course as a dad i'm like well when my kids join band of course i'll pick up an instrument and i'll play with them and won't that be fabulous even though i'll probably be like oh my god they're practicing uh, i can go do dishes finally oh my god, like, also they will get so much better than you so much faster than you <laughs> that's the thing right like at least with you know Fortnite or whatever it may be in 10 years I can go play against AIs at night and like kind of catch up. But yes, they're going to have more free time than me. And I have to accept eventually I'm just going to bomb some match that I joined them for. And then inevitably they're going to turn to me and be like, dad, can you not join for this next one? You kind of brought down our rating. You're, you know, you're kind of, uh, you know, that, that's the way of it. It's just back that's, when I was, it's, that's nature. Back when I was into overwatch, I remember, um, playing with, with our, our buddy, uh, Chan man. Some folks may know, may remember Chan man from the Starcraft days, sure. uh, but uh, real name is Chris. <laughs> so let's play with Chris. And I remember um, his son started joining us and we started winning a lot. And then suddenly his son didn't want to play with us anymore. Cause oh, no, <laughs> his son was so good. Oh. So much better than me. Wasn't even close though. So, yeah. At uh, I've had that experience. Not even my kid. It still hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm emotionally every day I wake up and sort of, you know, do my mantra and prepare myself for that moment because it's going to it's going to hurt a lot. Is today Uh, the day? My 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 purchase this week was uh, because, you know, steal the phone, steal dad's phone and run around the house is a popular activity. So I got a unicorn beetle phone case, which is like a really popular. I think it's uh, my my friend who came back from Japan was really on about it, so I think it's really unicorn popular. Unicorn beetle? It's called yeah, it's like a unicorn beetle, but it's like an industrial super case, and I got the neon orange, so I'll never lose it. Oh oh, it looks like Sup Case is the brand. S U P Case, all one word. There's a lot of different people that you know, brands that are like jumping on the search engine of unicorn beetle, and I have no idea why it's called that, but it's a great freaking case, and oh my goodness, like a. You know, like a new suit. It feels brand new. And except for it still runs as slow as it used to. I'm like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I put you in a new case. You look nice. What's wrong with this? 
I this looks like something straight out of Starcraft. It's very it's yes rugged. It's very yeah. You can like feel the little bolts like as it like builds itself on the terrain out of a tiny little box to start with that the SUV drops. <laughs> I uh, as you know uh, earlier this year I dropped my phone and broke it, so I have a new iPhone. Uh, and this is the first time I ever went with a leather case, and I love it. It just feels so nice to touch. Mm, I'm, I'm picky. I, I I need like real leather, otherwise I can you know. Is there there real leather? They better be for the price I paid for this damn thing. Um, <laughs> but I quite like it. I quite new like toys it. are fun. Also, new toys it's, are fun. It's getting scratched, and I kind of like it more. Like it's getting a patina, and I kind of I kind of. Oh dig yeah, it. You, you weathered it. Yeah. I I love old shitty leather. Like I love it. So I'm. I agree. I'm getting excited for it to get more and more dinged up. So. Yeah, new toys. Love them. Love them. And uh, you can support our horrible habits by going to supportourbromance.com. Uh, thank you very much for the support, everybody. And uh, if, if you know, a bonus episode reviewing the premiere of Ahsoka sounds interesting to you, all of our patrons just got it. All of our YouTube members just got it. We've got bonus content for you. No matter what level you sign up for, you also get access to those members-only channels in our Discord. So go give it a look. Thanks for the support, everybody. Again, supportourbromance.com. We appreciate it. And, uh, well, now we should just get into the news this week, Kyle. Very well. Good, 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 good. Oh, great news, everyone. Shove it. This feels like old news already, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it. Charles Martinet is retiring from the voice of Mario, Kyle. Yeah, what, uh, so why, why did this happen? The, Nintendo put out a big tweet, I guess, a tweet image. They put out a tweet oh. name uh, because people started, the, the, the fans started sleuthing, Kyle. Oh. There's a new Mario game on the horizon. Super Mario Brothers Wonder, I think is what it's called. Oh, and right. Okay. Yes. We saw some that. folks thought that Mario's voice sounded a little different in the promotions for this new game. Hmm. And so, Nintendo dropped some news that Charles Martinet is retiring after 27 years in the role, um, which is longer than I think in my head. And then I was like, wait, what was his first? What was the first time he voiced Mario? It was Mario 64, dude. That's that's the kicker. That's the, that's the real blow. Of it. 27 <laughs> years since Mario 64. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've probably seen the images around of what you thought Zelda was 10 years ago, what Zelda actually was 10 years ago. It Mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, to me, like the 90s are always 10 years ago. Like, it's just always, that's it. I'm just perpetually, yeah, the 90s, 10 years ago. I mean, I'm a little jealous of people born in uh, 1990 because the math is so easy. I got an extra three years on there. Yeah, I kind of have to think about for a hot moment. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I didn't think about that because thinking back on it, it's like, yeah, I guess Mario didn't really have a voice until he went 3D. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boing. That was about it. Yeah, he boing. And that's that's the extent. I, I don't know. It was an instant classic. It, it's just what Mario sounds like. So what's the new one? Does it not sound as wahoo I mean, I listened to it. It sounds pretty like much like Mario to okay. me. Um, but I, I I didn't really sleuth it. Um, but no, yeah, I guess... Thing, the sleuth thing's kind of morbid in that way, too, because, you know, like people are digging up quotes of him being like, I'll never quit being Mario until the day I die. Unless some other terrible, unfortunate thing happens, I will never quit being Mario. And then he's quitting Mario. People are like, oh, shit. Like, it, it does, I mean, when you have quotes like that from your past, it does make everyone start to like worry. Right. It's yes. just like, oh, yes. no. Like, what's, you know, who knows? 
there, and there's so many factors, right? Like uh, I was just watching an interview with uh, Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime, where he was like crying on stage because he's just so happy to have this in his advanced years. <laughs> That's what you want to say to like motivate him, to keep him going, to keep him busy. And then you got like Anthony Hopkins, which is just he got his Oscars. He's just doing whatever the shit lands on his plate. He doesn't care. He phones it in and it's great. You know, like as you need a, a crazy old guy for your new project to make it have at least some basis of understanding. Good. I'm there. I'll be, I'll be Thor's dad. I'll be in transformers, whatever. Just give me whatever. And then of course you have the horrible thing that happened to uh, Bruce Willis, where they took advantage of him and made a bunch of really crap movies. All those Bruce, all those Bruce Willis stories like bum me the hell out. Yeah. I yeah. I love Bruce Willis. And yeah, hearing that, they were just kind of putting him through the ringer. It's it, like, this is the first time in history. This is really happening, right? Like we haven't had, I mean, sure. Well, for our generation. Yeah. yeah. It's the, but, we're but still like, coming to terms with a lot of our, our, our legends, like either deciding it's time to retire or, or what have you, but yeah. Well, and just the raw exposure of that, right? Like there's one thing to be, you know, a theater actor in Germany, uh, 17, whatever, when they were doing the crazy, crazy set stuff. Uh, German theater history is amazing. If you ever want to go down a cool wiki rabbit hole, they were absolute engineers of pyrotechnics and bizarre supersets that would fold in on itself. But, you know, like that was one country. And now we have these global stars. And I, I, yeah, I will say my big critique of the Mario movie is I think they wahooed a few too many times. Uh <laughs> <laughs> particularly you know they they had their their guest character here with uh with charles was doing the guy at the video game machine in the pizza restaurant and he and he was like you go boys wahoo and like they all had a turn doing a wahoo and it just became a bit much by the end <laughs> don't even remember that scene i like the mario to, movie he got to do it like three times and you're like okay dude i go I, we we know we know you can do it we know <laughs> Yeah, of course, of course. That's that's just. I, I'm glad that the 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 Chris Pratt memes luckily died. I think in the first 12 hours of this news breaking. Um, oh, because they people were worried like Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's it, not going to take that on. Well, the the shit posts were. I uh, can't wait for everyone had the same joke. Oh boy, I can't wait for Chris Pratt to be the new voice of Martin. It's like, oh my, let's try. Let's try. Did a you see harder. the? Let's try a little. Did harder. you see the Clive voice actor doing his audition? I did. It was wonderful. That was real. That was great. Yeah, it was great. Absolutely wonderful. Cl- Clive from Final Fantasy 16 is, is the new voice of Mario. Please, thank you. Um, yeah. No, but dude, yeah, I did. Did did. did uh, I wasn't. I was like, oh, good for him. I, I hope. I hope he's retiring for for good, relaxing reasons. Um, well, I and, say he's gonna like be ambassador, ba- ambassadating. <laughs> he's gonna be <laughs> somehow presenting, going around, maybe being a part of things in some regard. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. They said to be on the lookout for a, like an official message from uh, Miyamoto and Charles Martinet uh, together. So it kind of seems like they dropped this sooner than they wanted to drop this news. But because, you know, yeah, yeah at some point you got to take control of your own damn messaging if people yeah. start controlling it for you. So that'll this all reeks of pre boilerplate. Uh, OK, crap, let's get a message out there to me. That's you know kind of what it seems but that's like. That's what these but, images are, right? They're usually the apology images that we get with video games nowadays. Uh, they, they are not hard to make. They come out quickly in order to <laughs> anytime I see uh, like a, a, a colored rectangular background with text on top. I go, who screwed up? Uh Oh, what, what do they do now? Yeah. yeah, very much that energy. I like I expect the, the first few words to be. We hear you like that's 
It's like, oh, we got another we hear you uh, rectangle. Let's perfect. Let's see what this is. But no, no, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I wasn't really thinking about it. And then I was thinking about stories we hadn't talked about uh, as I was prepping today's show. And I was like, man, this Mario 64, like, I'm so, like Mario 64 is such a historical moment for me in games. Like it blew, blew my freaking mind. It's the first time I ever saw 3D. And well, and that it was so good is is like the real shock about yeah. it. It's, it worked, and it didn't even have a camera stick. You could do that weird, weird thing to move the camera behind you, but you're just kind of flying blind a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, amazing. a lot of those. You go I, honestly. I, I go. I've gone back and played some of those NC4 games, and they do have pretty damn good auto cameras. Um, and I feel like a lot of the time went into making sure that the auto follow camera was well designed. Like you go back and play Arcarina at a time. It does a pretty damn good job of showing you what you need to see. But then they also introduced C targeting into that game. Yeah. So you could focus the camera on the enemy or just in front of you in those sort of situations. Yeah. I did play Mario Odyssey for the first time this weekend too. Oh really? That game's great. Yeah, It is. It's a little tiring because you have to disconnect the, the switch dongles uh, because it's a very active drum beady sort of motion you're doing a lot of the time and I, that, I, was gonna, I don't really remember that that's how you kind of like get your hat out as you kind of like actively oh, doing motion right. control things. yeah yeah so as, as with anything like that like going back to the Wii like eventually I learned like the the least amount of wrist movement I could manage to activate it and once I found that sweet spot it wasn't really thinking about it anymore yeah and the like demonstration they have sort of the ghost outline character that's like stand up position your arms perfectly and and you end up kind of like on the couch leaning back doing like this like side flick <laughs> kind of uh, useless motion well, you should, uh, in order to get by you should you should get some tips from chat it looks like you can assign it to a button oh okay okay i mean it, it was fun it was fun uh four-year-old almost four-year-old enjoyed watching it we had a really good time you know making our way getting moons and stickering our spaceship and collecting Thing. We mostly just collected coins and bought things, and it was it was a good time. Nice. The, the Switch has so much life for me right now. Oh my god! Like, a, wind back the clock two years, and I thought I had bought a lemon. Like, I was really I was really sad about it, about my purchase. What was wrong with it? I just didn't feel like there was any games for me. You know, oh, I, I wasn't really. Well, when I you say really lemon, I assume it. there's a technical issue. No, I, well, sort of, because I was having trouble holding it because I was having to do like this crazy, like under pinky overhand hold to make sure the the switch controls weren't constantly sliding out or the weight of it wasn't causing issues or my arms were getting tired. Mm. And now I'm so much better with the nice little cradle I have for it and just loving the games I have. There were uh, some pretty credible rumors uh, last month that the follow up to the switch will come out second half of next year. I remember that. Yeah, it, that died out pretty fast. So it seemed it was only rumors and scuttlebutt. Well, yeah, it, there was no official announcement what to speak of, but I think it was a VGC report. And yeah, like every, I mean, every freaking thing I listened to mentioned it. So, I mean, I've been out. I've been dying for it. The, the th- it, it launched underpowered. So, yo, it, the underpowered doesn't matter to me at all. It's the load screens that get me down. Is it the worst thing on earth when I can be like, oh, lower onto my lap, stare at sky for five seconds, and then pick it up again, <laughs> look at it again, put it down for five seconds? Place like, your no. eyes at a different distance for. Yes, yeah, like I'm not dying, and like load screens at a computer are way more like, oh, I've got to get up. I might as well go get a drink, you know, and yet, like it, it's way more laborious feeling. Mm-hmm. 
But you know, I would love I would love uh, some speedier loads on the Switch. I'm sorry, I'm lost in thought because I'm just it's like the, the. There's a reason I I chose uh, I chose the soundbite at the top of the show today. Usually you do that, and mm. it's because all I can think of when I think of Mario 64 is thank you so much for playing my game. Being kicked yes. off the Mario 64 demo at Target when I was waiting for my mom to finish shopping. Yep, doing the stretchy face and and grabbing grabbing his nose and stuff and making him scream. And I remember I ran to my parents' bedroom. And woke them up. I was like, Dad, 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 you got to see this. You know, drag him out to the living room. He's like, what is it? What's going on? I'm like, look, Mario fell asleep when I stopped controlling him. And honestly, like my dad was like, whoa, whoa what interactivity. That's amazing. I'm going back to bed. But that that's pretty cool. Because it was. It was, it was shocking. Like it's some, some sort of, you know, interactivity like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dunk on young Kyle. There were hmm. idle animations in plenty of games before that. <laughs> I know, but like he would have the little like bubble on his nose. It was kind of like when you were playing uh, GTA for the first time and you drove by a guy and he's like, hey, stop. And you're like, what did you say to me? I've got guns and cars. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Mario 64 is just like the first time I played GTA 3. Just like that. Just like like it. And, you know, I, I I think about this often in my in my ongoing years when I find myself bored and I think, man, I used to just, you know, turn on Mario 64 and just ride a cannon for a bit with my flying hat. Oh, uh, my favorite was the penguin sled level. I love just doing the penguin yeah, sledding. Like going for a penguin sled. Again. Yeah. Um, that was my favorite. Uh, and once Ocarina of Time came out, that became my big idol game. Like I would just like ride up and around the overworld. Yeah. My sister had like a, a Barbie horse riding game and she would play ocarina of time instead because the horse riding was better and the, the jumps were more realistic <laughs> that's rad that because she's younger than you right oh um, three years yeah three three years. Years and younger. we were young when that was a new game so that's cool that even at that young of an age she had an appreciation for better mechanics yeah no she i mean she's a champion she uh she played pokemon cards with me magic the gathering uh we beat halo legendary together like she she put in some serious work to hang out with her brother and i will always be appreciative because I remember being a kid and like, if I didn't like a game, like there was, a, for most of my young life, I just assumed it was hard. And, and no point did it ever enter my mind that maybe the game was just shit. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fair. Yep. <laughs> Very Like real. Lion King. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm just bad. It's like, no, that game's actually kind of terrible. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, there's uh, yeah. an Empire Strikes Back Game Boy game that was brutal. Absolutely brutal. Yeah. Took me years to beat. Yeah, because I was also just bad. Like I don't, I still don't think I've ever beaten Sonic Two. I beat Sonic Knuckles. I don't think I ever beat Sonic Two, which was the game that I got with my Genesis. It was like in the box. Mm. But yeah, and then like don't get me started on NES games. I don't think I beat any NES games. Well, Sonic is such an interesting one because I didn't understand the concept of memorization, which is what Sonic really is. I'm sure like a Sonic Pro might disagree, but to me, you got to know where the spikes are in advance because they come up so fast. I mean, it's and only if you're trying to run through it quickly, which is what you want to do, because that's the when point, the game that's the looks point. Yeah, Exactly. That's when the game is not Mario. If you're like and then he had like the slippery shoes when he was getting going. So it wasn't really fun to move slow. In there was Sonic momentum. The yeah, yeah. He'd slide around a little bit. But I, I think what was it? I think original Mario Brothers. Didn't, Luigi had like a little more momentum than Mario, didn't he? What's your favorite? platformer 
you've ever played. I mean, I don't it, think you're a big platformer person. I have a really lame belief and I was, I didn't even have a super Nintendo, but I would play it all. I'd always go over to my neighbors and play it. And I still, to this day, I think super Mario world is the greatest platformer ever made. Pretty good. It's such a tight game. I've, I, I still fire it up sometimes now and it's just so good. The controls are perfect. The map is amazing. Yoshi blew my little childhood mind. I was obsessed with Yoshi, even though yeah. I, even though like if I went to school, I was ride or die Genesis because that's what I had. I didn't have the Super Nintendo, so I had to, had to fight my fight. But yeah, I just come home, go over to my neighbor's house, and, <laughs> and play Super Mario World. Have you heard the Yoshi voice actor? No, because it, it's a it's a South Park situation where he speaks normally and then they speed it up. So it's a grown man being like Yoshi, bada because <laughs> he can't. He's not doing a Yoshi voice because it's augmented later on, just well, like that, listening to the creators do Cartman and whatnot. So that what? No, they do. They be, they do a Cartman impression. No, they, they speed it up. They speed it up. Do they speed it up? Oh. Yeah, yeah. If you ever listen to the live recording, well, if you there. watch uh, uh, basketball, he does a Cartman impression. Probably. And maybe it's like a longevity thing, too. Maybe it's what they did back in the day. Maybe it's more accurate sound. I mean, we all do like impressions of Yoshi nowadays, right? But yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not impossible to do. However, the official Yoshi sound is a man sitting in a room going, Yoshi, <laughs> in like a very normal voice. I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, that's like saying uh, Bill Hader is the voice of BB-8, which is technically true, but. That, that, yeah, it's it's so like, it, yeah. altered. And, and Peter Cullen doesn't actually echo his voice when he's, you know, voicing Optimus Prime, right? Like, mind blow. <laughs> Big mind blow there. You mean he doesn't talk into, like, a, an empty can? Exactly. He's got a little setup. <laughs> Guy in the background's got his gun ready to record for the Foley. <laughs> Sad we've moved on from that from some degrees. Uh, yeah, yeah. Still a... Um, uh, you, you, you should play Celeste if you're ever feeling platformy. Because that is an absolute majestic platformer. It's got some puzzles like you you might want. It's, it's, it's a little, it can be hard, but they really vary it up in some super cool way. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, I've never even looked at Celeste. This does not, I've heard the name. I'm looking at this and none of it is ringing a bell. It's kind of, it was portrayed and it was during that, what I kind of call the adventure time, time period where like games were trying to be really cozy and free form and kind of have this like anybody can sing kind of attitude to them. Mm. I would put uh, Hades like on the back end of that sort of characterization. Okay. So when you see an advertisement of it, you're like, is this a sleeping game? <laughs> Do people <laughs> just chill in camp and talk to each other? And then it'll be like, bah, bah, and it's just like jumping around, like launching off walls. And you're like, I don't, I, I, what is this? But just do it. I think it's on game pass. Mm. So you can, well, just rip it fairly recently. You were, you were like, like a month ago, like at a, right before we took our vacation before, um, fan fest, you had mentioned, you asked me if I had played dead cells and I was like, no, I don't like this kind of games. I have since cleared it like three times. Uh, that's really scratching my platformer itch. Cause Holy shit. That game has a really satisfying jump. Yes. And I love the music. Uh, music yes. does a lot of heavy lifting in games for me. And, uh, that's a good game, but I love the soundtrack. Of yeah. That is, that's just straight up a, a good game. But yeah, I, I guess I don't play a lot of platformers. I mean, I remember being really excited for Little Big Planet back like on the PS3 days because I love the look of it. I could take or leave it. It's a little too physics-y for my yeah. platforming tastes. 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was the height of the like texture work, right? It was a very big mind blow at the time to see Corduroy. <laughs> oh, actually, um, yeah, you've probably played it because you have a PS5. Astro's Playroom is probably my favorite modern platformer. Yes, a- an odd one, too, because it takes advantage of the controller that no other game really has. But yeah. I'm not sure I wanted to. Like um, the monkey yes. thing is, is a bit much. The monkey yes. part's a bit much. I wouldn't mind a modern Uncharted where maybe they do the Astro climbing. Okay. Oh, yeah, because you, you sort of like rock the controller up as you. Yeah. Okay. Climb. Maybe that would be terrible. Now that I'm thinking about it, that would probably suck. <laughs> I, but. Yeah, but it is. It's an interesting concept, right? Like, what if you had to throw a boomerang and you had to hold it? Like, could sense that you turned it sideways and yeah. kind of, you know, were tomahawking it. it. Would that be fun? And ultimately, you kind of go, Nah, not really. Like, not, it's, yeah. a, it's a fun gimmick. I still think the best gimmick that's ever been done in video game controllering is stabbing out. I think it was Apollo's eyes in God of War three. We push in both sticks sticks at the same time. And yet when we were playing Final Fantasy 16, you're like, where's L3? Well, and I'm like, you, you are an old school God of War fan. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really think about it much. Uh, I I would number them front to back personally, but yeah. Yeah, but you don't click in the sticks as often as you press the the shoulder buttons. Yeah. Uh, So I I think they're numbered correctly because I think they're numbered in order of frequency of of use. Although that's probably not true because honestly, if you play shooters, uh, two is the the most used because that's what you use to pull the trigger or aim down sights or both. Like aim down sights with left, shoot with right. I have to think of Lord of the Rings every time I do left and right too. So I'm already a step behind. Lord of the Rings every time you do left and right? Yeah, because the Lord of the Rings, L is on the left and R is on the right. Oh, the the right. Rings, yeah. 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 Okay. Helps I guess, me out. I, guess I, I was like, Isengard and. and, and <laughs> yes, I think of the whole map and the peoples in there. And like, the, <laughs> I think of the two towers and which one is in the east and which one is in I'm the west. Like, oh, and- man. Which way did the elves sail when they left Middle Earth? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I've got my directions all wrong again. I'm with uh, Blue Jay and Chad. Who, Blue Jay and Chad <laughs> is saying Astro's Playroom is probably the best pack in game since Wii Sports. And yeah, I, I think that's. I think you're right. I would like another Astro game, like big time. I'm not, I don't even, I have no PlayStation nostalgia. I do not give a shit. I didn't have a PS1. No one I knew had a PS1. I never played a PS1. Um, But like Astro's Playroom is just, it's such a tight platformer. And I still appreciated the kind of Sony PlayStation Museum that that game is, even though I don't really have any nostalgia for PlayStation. I think I'm most nostalgic for Dreamcast because I, I had knew one. Katie would get along well. She had a Dreamcast. Oh my god! It, she's, it that, destroyed. That was the last time like, she apparently was like really into console gaming. Like so many, like so many consoles, you kind of get them, and you're like, oh, my friends don't have this one. Oh, we're not playing the same games. Oh, this is this is kind of frustrating. Did not care at all. Like the Power Stone, uh, Spider Man. The Spider Man actually had animations rather than the n64 version which was like shown like a comic book because it couldn't run the animations mm. wasn't powerful enough at the time yeah so it played the heck out of spider-man uh virtual lawn if that's even how it's pronounced power stone uh, was what i always played at the demo station if they had it uh, yeah that or, radio like oh my god yeah. oh so many good games that or sonic adventure i still remember that damn uh killer whale yeah the the songs were kind of like kick-ass for the time i mean you got you got shadow which is such a I don't know, icon of middle school, <laughs> edgy, but just shadow on book. the Dreamcast. Sh- yeah, there was Shadow's Adventure. It was the second or he was part of maybe Sonic 2. Sonic also had that weird thing where like 
Sonic was Sonic, but all the people were people. They did the same thing in Mario Odyssey. It's one of the weirdest choices I think you make when you have this really cartoony character and then you surround him with like normal looking businessmen. <laughs> well, there's like a the bit of that going nightmare. on in Odyssey. Yeah, no, they did that in Odyssey 100%. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the Sonic that came out when we were in college where he kisses a human girl and it's really weird. Uh, I didn't think I think I was off Sonic by then. I did like 3D Sonic. And again, like we didn't know any difference when I flew off the edge or like fell through the floor. I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> That's on me. I suck at this game. Because <laughs> nowadays I'd be like, man, this is awful. Oh, no, no. Silver Striker, we talk about Sonic 2006. You don't you don't you don't sweep that under a rug. You don't sweep that under you, a rug. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, OK. Was that 2000? Was that that long ago? I don't think I played it. I, I guess I technically was in college in 06, but. I'm that happy that Sonic Sonic had that indie game that was a Sonic game that was amazing, and then they kept the main team kept making weird Sonic games. So Sonic's in a weird place. What indie game are you? What? What, what are you talking about? Oh, I forget what it's called right now. But there was a, a basically a spiritual successor to original Sonic that wasn't made by the Sonic team, and it was amazing, and all the Sonic fans loved it. You're talking about Sonic Mania? Maybe that was it. I also had Sonic Pinball on Dreamcast, which wasn't fabulous. I had Sonic Spinball. Was it Spinball? I think it was Spinball, and I think it was... I have it on Game Gear. I think it was Genesis. Yeah, I'm a Genesis, not my Game Gear. But Yeah, I was, I was a Sega kid. Um, actually, I was just to the wind. I went NES to Genesis to PS... No, to N64 to PS2. Uh, and then it was college, and I just stole all my roommates' consoles. Fair. And eventually I got my own 360. So And it all worked out because now you're here, right? Parents yep. give me a hard time about playing too many video games and look where you are now. Started them at the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Started at the bottom, now I'm broke. That's that's the story of me as an adult going. It, my childhood thing, I was like, when I'm on my own, I'm going to have every console. And now I do have every console. And I don't need to have every console because I have a really nice PC. But it's just in the back of my head. That was like being an adult, being a successful adult means having all the video game consoles. And I can't get mm. that out of my brain. Mine was a D&D room. I haven't succeeded in that yet. I, I need more space. I would love to do like a full staircase mm. too or a bookshelf, of course. Like just go nuts on it. Well, now uh, I need a, someday. I need a damn band room now because necked stringed instruments are taking over my room. I don't know where it is anymore. There's been so many, like with the explosion of Roll20, there was many, many D&D tables invented and many of them have like a place for you to put a flat screen TV in them. Ooh. And then you put a glass shield over that. I've seen this. So you yes. have the map and then you play on top of the digital map kind of thing. That's cool. But what I really want was this table I saw in 2007. And it came with little metal balls. And the DM basically had like a, it wasn't vacuum tubes, but you know, kind of like a, a bank setup where you had next to you six holes and you would take these little metal balls and you could put notes inside of them and then drop the balls into the various holes and it would roll over to the players at the table so you could pass notes. That is the most Kyle thing I've ever heard of. Like you, of course, of course that is what you pine after. That is. Yeah. And it would be secret. Cause it'd be like, <laughs> just rolling. Everyone's like, Oh, DM's passing notes. But what you do is you make fake notes and then you pass them out anyway, because that's what you do at a table is everybody gets a note. Half the notes are useless. And some of them are like, hey, your mind control, go kill your friends. <laughs> but the rest of them are like, you send something behind you, but oh, maybe it's not there. 
the no one's the wiser. That is the most Kyle thing I've ever heard. And oh, I want it so wonderful. bad. They also make like busts, uh, official Wizards of the Coast busts. You can get like a uh, mind flayer, like, you know, like you hunted and you put them up on a wall like a stag. So you, you can have the whole room filled with like trophy busts. That's that's my favorite place uh, in Galaxy's Edge. If you go to the, there's a couple stores, but if you go to uh, Doc Ondar's, there's a bunch of uh, heads of beasties from Star Wars mounted on the wall. Very cool, right? Like there's a massive Nexu, and I'm like, please sell that. I would buy. It. I Which would, one's that? That's the the crazy multi-eyed cat monster from the arena in Episode Two. It's got like the rat tail. But it's, you know, in episode two, when they try and kill Anakin, Obi-Wan and Padme in the arena. Oh, and there's that sure. like kind of cat like monster that uh, just conveniently makes Padme's outfit a midriff. <laughs> I don't remember it well enough. <laughs> yes, I guess that's so. a Nexu. Uh, OK, yeah, yeah. Our um, our DM for our table, our Star Wars tabletop uh, would use Nexu from time to time. So they're always in my mind. There's also that big praying mantis thing anyway. Um, also, Kyle, uh, we got a bunch of non-answers from Phil Spencer when asked if uh, Final Fantasy VII would ever come to Xbox. That's also okay, in the I news mean, this week. That seems kind of jumping the gun, right? Because we're still on the path to get Final Fantasy XIV on the Xbox. Well, so is it or is this just how we work? The, the second you announce something, our brains make connections and go, when's the rest of it coming? Right. But yeah, Gamescom's currently going on. Phil Spencer had an interview, uh, was asked if, hey, Final Fantasy VII, and then gave a bunch of non-answers. <laughs> but it's also out for PC, so it's a, a little more open. Huh. Yeah. Was, was this part of the Gamescom roundup? Um, I mean, there's there's a roundup. Uh, I mean, it's how official it is depends on what outlet you got your roundup from. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a pretty quiet. There's really nothing new being announced. It's a bunch of like new gameplay footage or new trailers for games we already know are coming out. Yeah, they did the live action trailer for Starfield. I see. Yep. Yep. Uh, th- th- those are those are fun. <laughs> They're I don't know. They always feel like a waste of time to me, but. I guess they push numbers. The uh the, the what's what's his name? Uh, ben Stiller God of War ones were cute. Where he was like in therapy. Oh, those were fun. Yeah. Therapy. Yeah. I I got really excited during the Halo Three push when the the guy uh, what was his name? He eventually went to go do District Nine, but he directed a live action Halo commercial that looked awesome. Uh, and still is I think the greatest live action Halo anything because that show was a mess. Um, but. Yeah, Neil Blomkamp. Couldn't think of his name. Thanks, chat. Um, so I get, I sometimes geek out about live action trailers for games, but usually when I've already, pl- I'm already invested in the game. Like I've played it and I know I care. I haven't played Starfield yet. I don't know if it's any good. So I did see that the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 trailer got people to look into Call of Duty and go, what happened over here? <laughs> because apparently Call of Duty has been trying to sort of ride the Fortnite wave of yeah wacky. they have um I rather I like Call of Duty um and uh, I um I didn't do it but I love that there's people running around as uh 1990s live action Ninja Turtles Shredder in Call yeah. of Duty yeah yeah 
Okay, so you're down with Call of Duty getting a little Fortnite wacky. Uh, yeah, I like it. I think they're making good decisions. They put the Terminator in there, and uh, it was announced that Laura Croft is coming to Call of Duty, and I think it makes sense. I, I think they're picking characters that translate well to the you know, hyper-realistic look of Call of Duty. Okay. Like, okay. I don't think you would do Goku. Like, he, he, I don't know. Because Call of Duty, every, it looks so real. Goku wouldn't translate, but uh, you did. Sh they did Shredder, and they specifically made him look like the live-action '90s Shredder, which so that worked. Terminator is a live-action character, so that works. And Laura Croft makes sense as an actual person. Maybe I'm working on outdated information. To me, Call of Duty players are like, well, like your dad, <laughs> for lack of a better, you know, like there are people who only want some realism. They like they love Jason Bourne. They love Tom Clancy and never shall my war fantasy go to fantasy. And like, I remember back when we were covering the Starcraft days, like Terran players, like 50% of the time were like, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't want to be an alien. Uh, I, I, these guns, are, like even these guns are getting a little sci-fi for me, but I like Starcraft. Yeah. And Halo, like I, I don't like the alien weapons. I like, I like ballistics. I like gunpowder and some sort of, object to leave a barrel and i like the sound it makes and so like i love the unsc weapons in halo but i don't i've never really been a big fan of like the plasma gun or the needler uh even though i was very good with the needler in, in multiplayer but well sure didn't wasn't there like a bonus for breaking shields with plasma weapons or yes did I make yeah that okay. like my like when we got to halo 2 i always had a, a plasma rifle and a, and a br so i would pop shields with the plasma and then i would headshot you with the br like that was my strategy for, for Halo two. Um, but like, I'm not, I'm not above min maxing Kyle, but it, I prefer, I prefer like, bullet based guns. Like it was a feeling we did. I didn't have the, I, I didn't know where to look is really the answer. I, I had a feeling that popping shields was easier with plasma weapons, but I didn't know for sure growing up. Yeah. 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 No, it doesn't come up often. Cause I, I, I can't imagine anything Kyle cares less about than call of duty, everybody, but I like call of duty. I mean, I've become more interested over the years as like there have been dogs with rockets and and Spider-Man powers. And, you know, I'm like, oh, this but I really like I don't play shooters enough to keep up with the curve. And we're not even talking like battle passes, just my shooter skills. I have no points in my character sheet. And by the time I get good at any of them, the next version's out. And there are dedicated shooter people that just shooter, shooter, shooter from game to game. And good on them. Like they had a battlefield fiesta or a, 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 a battle royale fiesta, you know, back when like Apex Legends came out. There were so many people that were like, I have the skills for that and straight into the game. And they were amazing at it where all my points were in MOBOs. And I was kind of lost as all those projects got canceled. Mm, yeah, no, that's fair. I, I yeah, I've always had a shooter, I guess. Um, like going away, but like my first online game was Counter-Strike, like the old Half-Life 1 mod. So I'm always kind of had a shooter in my back, but I don't really have one right now. I, I was playing Call of Duty a few months ago and Ooh, you're I, shopping. I fell off. I'm not really. I just don't have time. <laughs> no, okay, That's fair. I'm, I'm like games on your plate. Like when I played Dead Cells, that was when I would have played Call of Duty, but I was playing Dead Cells instead. So it's I've got a I've got a flex slot for games that I don't stream or really talk about. So, yeah. Are you excited about next season for Diablo four, Kyle? Like already? But yeah, or they've got they had a season two announcement at Gamescom, which I'm like, yay! Like, because season one wasn't like Korean birthdays, right? Like, it wasn't. 
it was what it was it came after like when you when you're born in korea you are one years old and then you become two after one year wait what so they're always like well you, when you're right well oh. that was the thing in starcraft like, right you, you were born about? at one years old and then you became vaguely, two when you're one year old in america i vaguely remember something like that which i actually prefer because then in america we end up in this odd situation when you're like wait they're one years old but this is their second thanksgiving how did how did this happen <laughs> seems impossible <laughs> how can he have two thanksgivings and he's not even but, but you can't be you know. one year old until you've been alive for a year i know well but you know in korea they do it differently so season one was not season one chad season is saying that was. that has that is no longer the case that's not wait they changed it kyle do you really do you really want to figure this out live right now maybe not but i i, I am curious because <laughs> we don't like, know and the only way to know is to go everybody. down a google rabbit hole in the middle of recording a podcast they sent like now I have to know. They sent an email to everybody and was like, "Hey, by the way, you're a year younger. Please update your forms." <laughs> <laughs> or does it like retroactive? Like now everybody born is now how? How did you? I wouldn't mind changed? getting a letter okay. from my government saying you're now a year younger than you're you. Now were. A year younger. I'd be so like, oh, thank like, God. But what if you're like 21, you know, in America and you're like finally going to, you know, you're going to go to not Denny's, uh, Chili's and you're going to have like an electric lemonade or I something like that. that. And, I and hadn't thought like, about that. And they're like, sorry, email went out this morning. You're 20 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> back, on the, back to the waiting room. Oh, my God. That would. Oh, yeah. You're out for your 21st <laughs> birthday on the day they make this decision. Yes. They, and you're, they take your beer away. <laughs> I really don't know what the legal drinking age is different in every country. New email dropped, like, push it away. Okay, so this is their, there's second season already. Wow, they're really Pokemon uniting this. They're hauling. Uh, So they're doing, like, a vampire thing, which is a neat theme. You know, vampires are fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really been keeping up with it. I know that there are a bunch of apologies (laughs) for the first season. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just a, a, a turnoff for me. Like, I don't know... It, it, it comes down to that your time is valuable and if you just hear a lot of bad press and bad buzz you're kind of like well I'll, I'll wait you know yeah i'm not immune to waiting no, and I, I fell off just leveling my first character i was like the story is longer than i need it to be yeah yeah same here yeah uh, and and then uh well, well there's gate happened and yes and yeah that's that yep <laughs> yep satisfying the itch yep um and then I wasn't really keeping up with cyberpunk, but I guess there's been a lot of buzz about a 2.0 update. That's bringing a ton of new things and improvements to the game. And I guess they announced at gamescom that it will be dropping the same time as the next, uh, big content drop, which is phantom Liberty. Yes. This is a huge deal for me because this promises to have the AI overhaul for combat and mainly for me, the revamped police system, because I am, I was not at all interested unless the cops were mad and escalating. Yeah, the, the, the cop system it was pretty boring. What little I've, I've played of it. Um, I ended up getting it on console because I was like, this seems like a nice couch game. But now, Kyle, we have state of the art new PCs. And I, I if I'm going to play Cyberpunk, I got <laughs> to get it on PC. I got to like yeah. crank this. Yeah, crank it up. Like, be fully immersed. Like my computer chair. You know, I work in this computer chair. I edit. I produce videos I stream and so it has to be an immersive experience to make me spend more time in it and I think I think this sounds right they're also doing a full like skill rework and everything so it's it's pretty intense 
I mean, you could, it was overpromised, you know, particularly with the cutscenes we saw of like getting your eye replaced. And then apparently all other augments were just purchased from a shop and put in the slots. And yeah. there wasn't really any uh, cyber psychosis to speak of. So I'm hoping for that to be readdressed, but I totally get it. That's a pen and paper thing. You know, cyber psychosis is such a complicated issue of uh, psychology or uh, horror mechanics work well in indie games, but forcing players to stare at a wall for a bit isn't always fun. So I, I admit maybe I don't need that, but I really want this revamped police system. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what little I got into, um, I really enjoyed and it's, it's very high on my like wall of shame. Like I really want to get into cyberpunk because supposedly it's good. Now what I played, I enjoyed I love how it looks. Um, and there's some great characters. The voice acting is really good. So I'm excited about this update. And even if you don't, by Phantom Liberty, I guess the 2.0 update is just you just you get it. Everybody gets it, no matter their investment level in the game. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I heard there's something kind of like Deadeye in this update, which I love. If it's anything like Deadeye and Red Dead, I want it. Oh, you mean like a skill? Was was wasn't that um who's the guy who was trapped in the phone booth? And then the trapped daredevil? In the phone booth. Oh, bullseye. Yeah, he's in a movie called Phone Booth. Yeah, oh bullseye. Okay, that was is he bullseye. bullseye. Is he okay, bullseye? Yeah. Bullseye sounds done. Deadshot. Colin Farrell. No. Colin Farrell. No, Deadshot's a different character. Okay. Uh, was it was it Bullseye? That movie's That's terrible. Pretty, so it wasn't great. Yeah. I don't remember, but yeah. Although the uh, casting for Kingpin was fantastic. It is Bullseye. What a dumbass name for a villain. He <laughs> <laughs> said Bullseye on his head and he could aim really well with his superpower. So you have this, I know it came after. You got the same name as Woody's horse. Congratulations. You're yeah. such a badass. <laughs> Ride like the wind. That's my favorite part of Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, I like the Netflix Daredevil and I hope Disney doesn't screw up their version. Are they making one? Yeah, they, they got the same actor, they but they're decanonizing the Netflix series. So I'm just like, uh, what, what? just why just 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 leave it. Just just be like you, that happened. Just be or like let, that happened. And it's fine. Let us decide as the fans, you know, we, we have like. Look at. Yeah, you could just not address it. <laughs> tell new stories yeah. with the same cast and let us all believe that that all happened. Yeah, and then you can do your crazy crossover multi-universe thing later on if you really, really want to, and the nostalgia's flowing heavy for that old thing. Uh, yeah, it's, everybody wants a franchise, and it's created a lot of weird one-hit wonder bizarre movies. Uh, some of them really good, like um, Amongst Thieves, the D&D movie, you know, where you're like, oh man, this could go on. Oh, oh didn't, make did, didn't make enough money. Oh, crap. Didn't make enough money. Just just like some videos we've made, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, crap. Didn't get yeah, enough views. Yeah. Guess we're never yeah. doing that again. Just sitting in my armchair with movie directing chair. It's very easy to be like, that was great. Why wouldn't you make more? And then, of course, I have my own YouTube where I go, oh, that's And then people are like, why don't you do more Last of Us videos? And we're like, because seven of you watch this. Because it's like, well, that's true. Yeah. 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 But Charlie Cox is a hell of a good daredevil. So I don't know how we got here from cyberpunk, but here we find ourselves. Oh, Cops, dead I don't eye. remember. Dead eye. And then you're like, who's, who's the guy who daredevil with it? Yes. And Korean birthdays. We're yes. It's things real good. Oh yeah. Today's a proper podcast. We are all over the map. We are all over the map. And uh, now let's be all over what we're playing. Oh. 
Here's where we talk about what we've been playing besides Final Fantasy 14. We don't talk about that here. We talk, we, we talk about Final Fantasy 14 <laughs> we enough other we don't damn talk places. About it here. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it does happen all over the place. I'm very excited, excited for tonight because we're going to be diving into N Walker. And that is like t- to ask if I'm excited about it. It's such a weird spot because I love my reading I Human Garrett so much <laughs> that I wouldn't play it without you now. So it, it's like it, it's like waiting on you. Know, it's like waiting on your birthday. Like you can't wait extra you're you try not to get too excited about christmas but yeah i'm excited hell yeah that's gonna be awesome i'm excited to dive into that i have i have nothing of substance to say about my excitement like i'm excited of course it's gonna be fun (laughs) but many many a game including tomorrow fires of rubicon the uh, armored core six which just feels gluttonous i I'm going to make time for it by buying it and Kristen's going to play it. That's That's going to be my thing, you know, because <laughs> Kristen loves every FromSoft game that's ever been made uh, since Dark Souls. You know, we don't know any armored cores in this house. And one of the things I heard in a review that I read yesterday. OK, the heard review. Yeah. You hear that? You smell something? Yeah, I get what I did. Uh was that it took all the climbing that you might have done in something like Shadow of the Colossus or a Zelda game, like all these sort of like, ooh, what a cool cutscene, like God of War, you're like, ooh, you're quick timing around this giant thing. Hey, wasn't that cool in Final Fantasy 16 how you battled this monster kaiju of a boss? What if that was organic? What if you actually like got to decide how you were going to fly around it rather than just pressing the quick time events to climb up it? And that has me really interested to see why people are talking about it that way. Okay. Is it just merely the size of the set piece? You know, like we played near and you fight a really big robot in the opening moment of that and you're on a platform. So you dodge left, you dodge right in this sort of system. You're a flying robot with boosts. Can you then go kind of plant yourself in the armpit and try to get behind it? And like, what sort of angles can you pull off? It looks really, really interesting. It looks entirely intimidating from the outside. If a little gray, you know, because it's doing this post-apocalyptic Wally world sort of look to it. Uh, But I'm hoping it opens up, you know, uh, FromSoft games have never been particularly colorful. I think Elden Ring was uh, what tan and green was about as big as they went on the colors. And gold, lots of gold. <laughs> so it may not be a visual feast in that variety sense, but it looks beautiful and it looks really, really fun. And I'm buying it day one. Uh, as long as, you know, I wake up tomorrow and everyone's like, yep, it runs. I'll have it in this house. Yeah. I still haven't beat Elden Ring and I am much more interested in that than I am Armored Core. So I have no plan. I have no current plans to play Armored Core. Unless I like trip over a copy, I will... Happily suck at it publicly for someone else's amusement, but uh, <laughs> I have I have no personal plans to like uh, make it a project game for myself. I get ya. Yeah, we did beat Elden Ring. We beat Bloodborne. Uh, we moved on to Sekiro, and uh, that got shelved. As I thought you already beat Sekiro. I beat it in the past. Kristen's never beat. That's that. like one so of your favorites. Yeah, it was wonderful. It's a intense. Dark Souls meets rhythm game, and I love good blocks. I love good blocks, and man, did Sekiro have a great block mechanic. 
That was really, really fun. Do they do the bastard thing that they do in a lot in Elden Ring and make you dodge off the beat of the music? Because you just said rhythm game, and that made me excited. No, no, it's um, it's a lot more. the The music is very traditional Japanese, so there's not really a heavy beat to think of. So, you know, sometimes you'll have like like dun dun kind of noise, but it doesn't really work into the gameplay. Okay. Uh, that that boss you're talking about is uh, of the. Phantom Veil, there's uh, a dancer, dancer of the Boreal bosses, Valley. I think. I think there's quite yeah. a few bosses in Elden Ring where attacks happen off the beat. Yes, but famously, uh, Dancer of the Boreal Valley is the one that is offbeat, and everyone, even the most skilled players, kind of get in there and go, "Wait, what the hell is going on?" Because it's offbeat, mm. and it's very, very cool in that way. So, how far did you get in Elden Ring? Could you pick it back up? Do you feel like you could? Uh, well, I tried picking it back up at the beginning of the year when you started playing, and it had been so long, I just started a new character. Sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were going like Katana. Yeah, I went Katana, which I really liked because I was like, oh, okay, now I have a better understanding of how these games function and I feel like I'm just killing things so much faster. Yeah. So that was that was fun. But yeah, no, I've never made it past. How do you even describe how far you make it? Uh, Bosses. I made it to the big like swamp open area um, and I did a lot of the side bosses and I never made it past the academy. Okay. Okay. That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. I think that's still pretty early in the game. That is pretty early in the game. Yeah. Because you're sort of quote unquote, like, Oh, you use mimic tier easy mode is probably about halfway. And that's where you can make a clone of yourself. Oh, is okay. Stronger than you in some regards. So you gotcha. can kind of get it to tank for you. And yeah. So my original playthrough, it took me forever to get there. Cause I had never played a FromSoft game before. Um, and then I got to that dog boss and he just wiped the floor with me. And that was when I was in my masters that I no longer have to worry about. And that was when yeah. I was like, I when I'm not doing schoolwork. I need other things to relax me. And that's when I yes. put down Elden Ring because I was I was really enjoying it. I think it's one of the best games I've ever played, but it was I, I was not sleeping well. <laughs> I was spending all day on school playing some Elden Ring and then going to bed a giant just puddle of nerves. So, yeah, that's I think when I fell off originally. I think you'd really, really like the gear system that seems to be coming with Armored Core 6. Probably. People who tell me that I really enjoy modifying cars and car video games uh, tell me I would love Armored Core games. Yeah, so I'll but. let you know next week. Maybe maybe you would enjoy it. I'm not, mm. I, I wouldn't recommend it right now. You getting it on PC? So, no, I'll probably be doing PlayStation 5. Oh, okay. For the, I was gonna be, for the you, living room you, energy. You could let your buddy borrow it on Steam. <laughs> yeah, do the friendship share. I yeah. Could, yeah, yeah, that's true. But I, to me, you know, it's already controller. It kind of feels like a living room game. Yeah, that no, that's, that's fair. Plus, I don't know at the moment how violent it is because I don't think there's any humans in it. So it might I be okay to play. Not that violent. Yeah, What's it might rated? be okay to play around the kids. God, I can't so, believe I have friends with children and now I actually ask myself, what is a game rated? Yeah, right, right. You got to worry about these sort of things. You know, I don't see a robot being like, F-bomb, you know, like it's not going to happen that way. But is it gonna do the samurai jack thing where like you're cutting through piping but it's definitely veins and then the blood oil goes all over your face and samurai jack jumps through and you're like holy shit this is awesome looks like it's rated years old looks like it's rated t for teen t for teens okay what what, what's the suggestive of this was one of the robots smoke or something i have no idea what's the words what's the arm t for teen comic mischief uh uh, apparently because of drug reference, language, and violence. Oh, so it does. Who's doing well, drugs in Armored Core 6? 
I mean, there might be pilots that get like hopped up on, you know, spinal juices or something like that. RoboCop two with the, what was the fake drug in RoboCop two? I, I, I've never seen RoboCop two. Is it any good? It is just more Ro- It's RoboCop one done again with different characters. Okay. Uh, nuke that's right thank you thank you silent mike they're doing nuke oh my goodness yeah, the, the fake awful. drug in robocop 2 is called nuke yeah no it is a massive retread of the first robocop it's kind of fun though i don't mind robocop 2 um but yeah well that's cool though armor core 6 yeah definitely let me know dude um i like mechs i'm a big mech fan i'm more of a gundam mech fan though than i am a. Like a mech warrior mech fan, which it looks like you can, it, it may not, you know, end up matching what you want in gameplay, but it does look like you can get a nice little head. You know, you can get, you, you can do non tank treads. You can do some legs. Maybe I think you could probably design something that looks a little more gun to me. Mobile suity. Yeah. But you know, it might suck, <laughs> you know, might be able only able to walk right instead of fly properly. So who knows? Gotcha. Cool. Um, I tried Moonlighter, which we talked a little bit about on stream. If you watch a stream, but uh, uh, the podcast version, I thought I'd bring it up here because Kyle uh, slanders. Uh, what was can't even think of the game Stardew Valley. Kyle Stardew slanders Valley, yes. Stardew Valley by saying the the combat is so poor. Why would you ever play anything besides Moonlighter? Uh, and I think Moonlighter has really kind of just okay combat. <laughs> like I don't understand. Uh, where you're coming like Stardew Valley. Yes. It's very basic combat, but I don't think Moonlighter was anything to write home about. And I am being spicy with that take, obviously uh, sitting down at, I bought, uh, I was given actually uh, even more shame in that way. I was given a copy of Stardew Valley for computer and, you know, load up, you know, sit there like I'm ready to immerse myself and you suck for a whole year and nobody likes you and wants to date you. And I found a dungeon. I was like, Oh cool. Finally something I can be decent at. And it was just kind of boring. So I found Moonlighter, which is a shop simulator slash dungeon run. And I think the shield and sword are awful in Moonlighter. If you come from a Zelda game, you're going to be like, wow, this is terribly designed. Instead, get yourself a big sword, maybe do a spear and just focus on rolling. And I'll think you'll have a good time in Moonlighter. It was on sale on Switch for like $3, too, this past week. Oh, well, it's on Game so Pass, I it so I just don't care because I can get it for free. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I like the shop way better than the 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 combat also i thought the dungeon like i know they're procedurally generated but it doesn't excuse how boring i think the dungeons are they are pretty dull uh they kind of get more interesting but not really because it is that's procedurally generated thing you don't feel like you're really playing something of crafted quality often but it has a good gameplay loop with the dungeon do your shop thing yeah. sell all your items go out yeah. upgrade your stuff hold on to some items for crafting i still had a- that I still had a decent amount of fun with it, but I much preferred being in the shop. <laughs> I was like, yes, I, I kind of want a game that's just the shop. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I had a good, good enough. Katie, Katie got really, she's like, what the hell? She's like, sits down. And she's like, that was a really fun, natural thing that happened is she sat down next to me and she's like looking at it. And I didn't even tell her what it was. And she's like that they're happy. That's good. You're giving that away at a loss. Like she, she started analyzing the people buying the shop. And so it was a fun yeah, it's important like, duo, the duo seating game. So we, we had, we had some fun with it, but, but I, w- I, I had expectations cause my buddy was talking some mad shit about my Stardew Valley. I do. And I, I got I was deep. like, this like, isn't even close to as good as Stardew Valley. 
I got deep enough to get sprinklers and I was so upset that I had to turn them off and on. I, I love automation. I am absolutely nuts for Factorio. I'm with so you on that. Me, That's fair. Stardew Valley was just a lesser Factorio. And you know, I'd love to date somebody on my alien world of Factorio, but that's not in game. The I, whole soul of Stardew, though, is to. You're the one doing the thing like the, the, I know the whole crux of that game is you're sick of your cubicle life and you want something where you play an active role in what you're doing. I felt I feel that I, I left one of those behind. I had my own cube, which I refused to decorate, which was a bad call on, you know, 25 year old Kyle refusing to decorate his cube. I should have found some happiness in that, but I, I, I was determined to make it a miserable experience so I would escape. Do I still? Where is it? I think I. Oh, shit, it's too far away. I have Looking a, for your a, cube goodies uh, in. I had a my last office job. I had an actual office. That I was very happy about. It was the only thing good about it. My bosses were horrible people. It was a really miserable place to work. Uh, but I had a, a little T-reel that I got from my second ever BlizzCon. And I had a photo of Katie and me from uh, the first time she came over to hang out with my folks. Uh, when we, after like post we move, like us moving in together. Okay. Um, and that, that was it. That was, that was, that was the extent of me decorating my office, but I still have, I still have that framed photo of us up over there. And it's actually next to the T-reel. I've realized that I, I didn't even realize that I did that, but, that was, it's been in my office since I was like, God, what, uh, 2011? This thing is, has adorned every office I've ever had since 2011. And I will address the chat. I'm not purposely trying to like spread misinformation about Stardew Valley, one of the most beloved money-making games of all time. Oh, <laughs> chat, Stardew Valley doesn't need you to defend it. Yeah, no, it is, it is a wonderful, <laughs> much-beloved game. Yo, I had to go pick my own pumpkins in the morning and I wanted a robot to do it on a conveyor belt. You know that like this is totally, There's, totally a personal preference. I, this has been a big, big, big energy for me lately is like X doesn't need defense. We can we can talk about not liking things that are overly praised because, you know, what? it's fine. Taylor Swift doesn't need your defense. Elden Ring doesn't need your defense. I'm seeing it a lot with Ahsoka. A lot of Star Wars fans are being like, well, it's not as good as Andor. Have you seen Andor? It's so good. You like that piece of crap? Well, I like Andor. It's like, shut up. We know it's amazing. You don't need to extol the virtues of Andor. Let people enjoy what they like. <laughs> and, and maybe, and uh, like, there's a good chance I'm wrong about a lot of this stuff. Like maybe there, you do get a robot or an assistant that picks your pumpkins for you, but the wave of Zerg don't attack and my turrets don't need ammo and my rocket launcher doesn't require 50 buildings in order to build mm. the ammo for it. You know, like it, it's a, I love, I love flow simulators. And I bet a lot of people who love Stardew Valley would probably fire up something like two point hospital and be like, be like ew. <laughs> <laughs> this is all busy work and you know there goes the territory so i do like moonlighter i think moonlighter is a, a great game i'm it sounds like i oversold it and uh probably the comparison was a bit aggressive but uh I'm the, glad you picked there's it up more interest to the combat for sure like there's just ob an objective truth um i don't like the dodge roll i think you have like maybe two pixels of making it out alive when you roll. I'm like, this is too punishing right out the gate. So I don't like that at all. And I don't play this style of game to be punishing. Um, and then I, I just don't like the dungeon design cause it's not designed. So yeah, fair. Yeah, that, that, I, I will not argue with that at all. We have been through many, many 
procedurally generated worlds and they always kind of end up a little flat. I think Diablo three really suffered from that. I, I like Diablo, Diablo three, but that's because for me, I wasn't expecting, I wasn't going in expecting a Zelda experience with Diablo three. I did go in the moonlighter. I'm like, this looks like Zelda. You start with a sword and shield feeling kind of like Zelda. And so when mm. you sold it to me as like, is that dungeon crawler kind of top down old school Zelda style with a shot mechanic? I'm like run Zelda dungeon, sell shit. I can't think of anything I'd want more. And I'm like, oh, the dungeons are they're fine. They're there. They're there. They're there is what I can say. Yeah, I so. need to control myself. Uh, I mean, luckily, I wasn't like, imagine Manjora's mask. You didn't but go you that far. No, yeah. The happy guy, yeah. mask shop. Yeah, no. You are the hot baby mask salesman. Like, oh, <laughs> I love Manjora's mask so much. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, like, if I wanted to press your buttons, I could have gone harder. But, okay, yep. I'll admit defeat. Yep. And uh, not the best. No, it's fine. It's fine. I think it's a perfectly fine game. I'm sure I'm coming off more critical than, than I mean to. I think it's still a, there's a lot of fun to be had with Moonlighter. So, I, I am, I am very curious to see if I can at all sell you on bomb rush cyberpunk. Cause this is, this is such a style. This oh, this is, is the, the, like the spiritual Jack grind radio successor. Yes. yes. So I have and never in my life played a jet grind radio. Okay. Okay. So what I'm going to do here, I'm going to, I'm going to fire up just, just a little taste of music. And this is all music done by one composer for the video game. Which I didn't know until this week. I just okay, figured. I'm currently listening through a mono earpiece in one ear, but let's go. Okay. So, so, so. Can you hear that? Nope. All right. Let me get you, let me get you some routing. Let me get you some routing here. It's completely unplanned podcast listeners. Nope. <laughs> it's in the show just fine. Uh, here we go. All right. This was music made for Jet. Set radio future. Now, these songs are all bizarre. Alright. And in Jet Set Radio. Makes me think of Eurobeat, but okay, continue. In Jet Set Radio, you are a vigilante teen of sorts who is in a graffiti gang. And you are in turf wars with other rollerblading cyberpunky kids who are trying to dominate a city and take it back from the overly oppressive cops. And the way you do this is by being so funky fresh that you grind up <laughs> the most ridiculous of towers to get to the very top and cover up your rival's spray paint graffiti with your own. And doing so pisses them off so bad that they come out and they start dancing in unison, all dancing together and calling you out for a street warfare graffiti tag battle where you have to chase them and put your graffiti on their back. And the way you defeat the cops is very much the same where you graffiti their backs and like they they roll out with these giant oppressive techno beasts like a giant mech. That's like, you know, authorized force detected. And they're like shooting at these kids that are just doing graffiti. But you're riding around to this music, spray painting the enemy bosses, which explode after their sensors have graffiti on them for some reason. And made in this time period, an era like right before cell phones, you have a DJ who is like conducting the street graffiti warfare over the radio. So these songs will play. These songs you're listening to these absolutely like just insane beats will be playing and then it'll it'll jump in and be like hey kids you know new 
turf warfare going down in the Millennium District. Get there now because techno heads are throwing down with Cube's gang and you got to be there. And then he hangs up. And that, that, that was the game. It was like if Tony Hawk had an absolutely ridiculous future, like Tokyo cyberpunky story thing. <laughs> and it was all about graffiti mode. Okay. And it's such a nostalgia place for me. It's such an amazing headspace. And this music just like instantly takes me back. Where does the trope of, and chat get in on this. Where does the trope of the the rebel DJ come from? Because uh, for me, I, all I can think of is My Chemical Romance's last album because it was a concept album. And they and part of that concept was there was like a rebel DJ spinning tunes as they try and overthrow an oppressive government. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's a thing that happens in sci-fi. It, it just seems natural. Pirate radio in the UK? Okay, all right, gotcha. gotcha. And you would have head, like all your characters had headphones on in the original, like it was there was very much a vibe to that. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is a lot like that Mario or uh, Sonic Mania I was talking about. It is not really affiliated with this original Sega Dreamcast masterpiece in my mind most people probably played dret grind radio which was the xbox sequel so it was more widely distributed than a dreamcast and that one uh, the story got even more convoluted and the dj was even more outrageous bomb rush cyberfunk is a couple years in the future if you will uh, that you have a flip phone that is playing your music rather than a dj telling you what to do which i think loses a little bit of the theming but you're still in this turf graffiti warfare trying to grind as many maximum tricks as you can in order to prove that you are one with the street. I really like how this looks. Oh, it looks like it's you can a very- skateboard or a bike, so it doesn't have to be rollerblades? Yes, yes. So, if, I mean, if, if you want. <laughs> uh, sir, my all my video you game really? nostalgia for rad X game sports is skateboard, because I'm a Tony Hawk kid. Um, yeah, to so. me, it's it's uh, what the hell are we doing? How long do I have to wait until I can unlock some rollerblades for this character? Rollerblades are the look in my mind. Fair. But yes, you can in this new one. You can do a skateboard. You can do a bike. Bike seems like it can wheelie and like sustain its tricks longer. I don't know if that's true, but it feels like the, the bike is a little easier to do. You probably do a manual on a skateboard because that's how yeah. that's how they introduced that one. Tony talk to so that you could chain combos together longer. But it's it's a very it's very much a vibe. It sounds exactly like the original in that they've captured a lot of kind of the music outrageous feel. Uh, you know, in, in the original, you had such insane songs as like, I'm making a cake for my son and his wife. But it was all done by one person. You know, all this music that was encapsulating the mood of the mm. game was done by one person. Now, apparently it is stream safe music. It's just done by a bunch of different artists. And you have one that's just like for a solid 30 seconds just goes, and you're you know it's it's just part of the theme it's just how it feels to be in this dystopian (laughs) it's new amsterdam rather than like a tokyo kind of feel so the feel is a little different in that regard but they really really nailed the just like break dancing on the side of the street gang that you get in the graffiti warfare with and Mm. it's incredible like it it's satisfying 100% that desire I didn't know I still had for that Tony Hawk feeling game while still making it linear. And I find myself often going, am I going to quest tonight or am I going to try to get all the achievements in this area? Am I going to try to unlock, you know, new skates or am I going to try to find that new spray paint? 
doesn't start with a warning like the original did either. So times have changed. Originally, famously, uh, Jet Set Radio started with a graffiti is art, but it is also a crime. Doing art in unlicensed areas will, you know, for the kids, you know, don't don't be seduced by graffiti. Graffiti's bad. This one doesn't have any sort of intro like that, so maybe graffiti good now. It's it's a crime until you get to a hip college that has a graffiti wall. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, you know what we would uh, we would do like uh, my school was very into volunteer work, so we would go clean up graffiti, and they would let us pick one to leave up, and then they'd come by that night and paint over it. But you know, it made uh, us feel cool that we got mm, to pick one that was really good. Mm. And yeah, like uh, uh, Portland has graffiti, but it's more just like a dong or. Uh, there's a there's a very prolific. Oh, there's a ton of really just shitty graffiti around here too. Yeah, a lot of like, not even cool looking initials or just some sort of profanity. Yeah, you, you gotta go to like you gotta go to like St. Pete or Ebor to see some really nice graffiti. And uh, you know we have well, like a uh, good duck is around here. Like just, just they always sign it as good duck. Oh, is that their signature? Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's like, the, uh, like the there's. I, for, I can't remember what any of them are now. There's a lot in Key West where they're just like slaps. They're stickers that they have, and there's like little themed ones that you see all over that's the place. That's cheating. That's cheating. I still like a slap. I still like, because that, that's always, you, you slap it on like the back of a sign or something, and then more stickers come up. And then the back, before you know it, the back of the sign just looks awesome because it's just sticker bashed. I like a slap. It, it's it's a vibe. And I think the graffiti art for it is really solid. They changed up some things, which I don't like. They changed up some things I really do like. Like I think, the way you get your graffiti out of your can is a lot better. Uh, in the past, you had to like collect enough cans of spray paint in order to even produce said graffiti, and it meant there was a lot of grinding, uh, pun intended. Well, grind is in the title. Well, not of this game, but of... The, uh, the original also had a like custom art room, which naturally sucked on the Dreamcast controller, because are you really going to do amazing art? Oh my god, on- trying to draw with a Dreamcast yeah. stick? But it was kind of fun. You could make your own dong and spray it all over town. This one does not have a custom art. Did you option? I I know we talked about it on the show, but I can't remember. Did you play Hi-Fi Rush? Oh, that was the the beat game. That was that surprise. Yeah. Release beat beat game like action platformer. No, I didn't. It it didn't really didn't really interest me. Um, It's it's gorgeous and it's got a very similar vibe in terms of like very sophomoric music uh, driven rebellion. Um, But I think most of the music in there is licensed. It's not like all original soundtrack. So that might be. I heard they had some issues with streamers. uh, Yeah. I think it's like black keys or whatever, which I'm like, it already feels old. (laughs) Like I, I don't mind a black keys, but for a game that felt so like young and fresh, it was like weird that it was millennial music from like 10 years ago. So. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, I don't think you can date this music. You said, you said a word when, you know, we started going there, you were like, oh, this is like Eurobeat or something like that. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't listen to a lot of electronica, so don't quote me on any of this, but it makes me think of what I think of when I think of Eurobeat, even if I'm, even though I'm probably wrong, but I don't, I don't listen to a lot of electronic music. So I, and I don't really find myself ever listening to this kind of music for my own enjoyment. I, I was just suddenly rediscovered this week, the jet set radio soundtrack and it just sent me to a time and place and you know i zelda all the moonlighter whatever i'm playing on my switch like i i don't really care too much about the sound you know, i'm not i'm not wearing headphones i turn it up turn it down based on the situation in the room yeah so you can be aware it's you know you're, you're dad gaming you might need to yeah you might need to get up suddenly and do something i get but that. this is a game i put on like earphones for like oh I, shit it, 
it is such that's cool. the music to me is such an immersive product of this look and the cell shade that i have to have it i can't go without it that's rad man it looks like something i would enjoy so uh what are you playing it on switch, switch. i think it okay. I, yeah it's it's very simplistic controls you know being emulated uh, not you know not really but a spiritual successor to a Dreamcast controller. I think your load your load times would be much improved on a computer. They are a little long on the Switch for the graphics you're getting, but for forty bucks, it's a really big game. It has more than enough stuff for you to do in there, and I think it's perfect for the sort of get up and go. Oh, cool! I ground all the way to that tower. All right, I spray painted that. Turn it off. You know, time to go make popcorn for the family. Oh, popcorn's <laughs> popping, pop back on. All right, let me grind a little more. Let me see if I can. And it's broken as heck. Like the original was too. Uh, in as we've kind of been talking about with nostalgia today, it's easy to forget how you used to have to jump up a cooling duct with your rollerblades on in order to access some roof, and it felt really janky. This now has a feature where you could take off your skates, and doing that platforming is way better when you're not riding on ice the whole time. But there's still some I, moments where you're like, was that really the solution? I can't remember when they added that to Tony Hawk, but I remember being really excited when you could hop off the board. Cause it was nice to just like orient yourself at the top of like a half pipe, you know, yes, so you like aren't just rolling constantly. Yeah. 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 That was, I was, I really enjoyed it when they added that to Tony Hawk. Basically um, doing star Wars. One more pass as you like try to line up the uh-huh. exact angle yeah, just, as you spin seven times. Just like, I'm just trying to get the T for skate guy. You can't get it lined up. And was jet it? grind jet set radio was the first place I ever heard Dragula. Back in the day, it played when Cube showed showed up on screen. I played as Cube the rest of the game. Oh, so they do have licensed music in it. The original, that was like one song they had. The Birthday Cake song is also licensed. Most of it, though, 99% of it is all made by one man for Sega Studios who made the game. I think, I don't know if it was TikTok. Somewhere it went viral. I saw that. I guess there's a new Matilda out. I don't know. I I haven't seen it, but. The the kid with the psychic powers? Yes. Uh, But. I, I, I don't know because I didn't recognize it and it didn't look like the old Matilda with Danny DeVito when we were growing up. Um, so I guess there's a new Matilda out. But somebody set one of the musical scenes to Dragula and it syncs up perfectly. And it's really amusing. So nice. I'll, if, I, if it comes across my feed again, I will send it to you. And oh, and I, I forgot to mention, as we talk about cyberpunk and whatnot, there's cop escalation. Uh, is it fun? Maybe not when you're trying to Tony Hawk grind. Uh, but but it is it is a theme, right? You do okay. three sets of graffiti, the cops show up, and they start trying to hit you with their batons. You do more graffiti, and you start grinding on more things. They're going to send armored units and eventually turrets after you. And I don't know if we go as far as, like, helicopters and stuff like that eventually, but there is a, a kind of cop system that comes into play. Look at Kyle rediscovering his little rebel youth. Dude, it, it, oh man, it is. Uh, I, I, I want this to continue and you eventually find a love for punk rock. That's what I, that's where I want this to go. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know musically where it'll take me. I, it's been a while since I've taken the time to really sit down with my headphones and Spotify. It's something I used to do a lot. But uh, I need yeah. to, I need to trick you into liking Blink 182. And I don't know how to do that other than forcing you to watch uh, uh, late 90s and early 2000s boner comedies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to we need to have we need to do a watch along for the American Pie trilogy. That's what we need to do. Okay, what's what's their top song? What's, what's, these are the naked guys, right? Blink One Two's had a lot oh, of hits. all the small things. Yeah, all okay. the small things. What's my age again? Uh, yeah, feeling this rock show first date. Uh, I miss you. 
That's the where oh, are you? The nurse on the cover. They had that nurse CD. Yes. The parental advisory. Yes. Enema of the state was that album's name. Yeah. And then the next album was Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, but you know it was spelled like Articles of Clothing. Of course. Of yes. course. Yes. So exactly. edgy. So edgy. Yes. That was the perfect age for Enema of the State to come out. I, I don't think those uh, Jet Set Radio Future, Jet Grind Radio Future music lines up exactly. With I, I don't think I can explain to people younger than me, like how perfect it was to be going through puberty when Enema of the State dropped. Like, I it, don't. It, it's yeah. like it, it, the, it watch fully coolly. That's what it felt like. <laughs> well, like, we all have our own versions. Like, like what was a uh, body is Wonderland John Mayer, but oh. Ed Sheeran of his time, oh. you know, like didn't Ed Sheeran want to like hold my hand and lay me down too? like, wait, they, they all come out with the it's, same stuff. Ed, it, 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 do you tell me you actually call him Ed Sheeran? Is that not what he's named? <laughs> I love that you're calling him Sheeran. Like, like Sheeran. Hey, Sheeran. Is that not how you say no, Sheeran? Sheeran. Like, Sheeran. Oh, Sheeran. Like Shears. Cheer. But I, I, don't, I don't want to correct you because your version's much more entertaining. Hey, Sheeran. Hey, Ed Stop Sheeran. He's got what are you two doing names. in Game of Thrones? Get out of here. Got two first names. <laughs> Arya's killing him. Yeah, he did that. that. <laughs> I'm in love with the shape of you. Like oh, yeah. Like a magnet. Ed Sheeran seems like a cool guy. I don't really care for his music. No, nah, I mean, I, I think the, that particular division album, the, the blue one. It got played a lot. I don't. I, I. I. I don't know. I've never looked up a Ed Sheeran album, so I can't help you there. Oh uh, well, yeah. I can't help you there. New yeah. Music Fridays on Spotify. New Music Fridays. Yeah, they used to do a thing. You know, oh, like discovered. It became like Discover Daily, and you know, Spotify. Yeah, and they just try and find you things, and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is, we listen to so much Christmas music in this house, like all year. It's like you want Christmas music, right? So our daily is useless now. Do you listen to Christmas music all year or do you listen to no. so much Christmas music during it's Christmas? Just, yes. that it's literally on 24 seven. I've never like thought after. about that. Yeah. Cause dude, I have the, uh, the vitamin string quartets nightmare before Christmas album playing basically nonstop from October 1st till new year's, but they never recommend that shit to me during the rest of the year. Hmm. Maybe cause just one song, maybe it, you know, I don't know. Well, no, I did. It's a whole album. They, they do the entire hmm. nightmare before Christmas soundtrack with a string quartet. I had a bunch of their stuff playing at our wedding too, because they have a bunch of pop punk cover albums, but it's, it's a string quartet. So it's subtle. So if you were waiting at our wedding, Kyle, you, you heard a string quartet perform American idiot and taking back Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Ooh, yeah. Oh, 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 yo, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hear this one. Okay. Here we go. You grinding up a tower. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit the jump. Grind on that. Give it some graffiti. Land. Someone goes, yo, kid. And you got to battle them. It's a time and a place, man. I, I can't help it. I can't help it. I have no idea what this game looks like. It's overwhelmingly positive on Steam, which blows me away. I am flabbergasted because looking at this, like with my trying to like take off my nostalgia glasses, I just look at him like this is the this has to be the ugliest game you've ever seen, right? This has to be one of the most bizarre presentations. No, it's Why a style. It looks great. This? Yeah. No, no, like, you're like you're, you're good. You have taste. Okay, I'm okay. Okay, okay, good. I have, I still have taste. Good. I'm you glad. Still, I'm you glad. have taste. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. As long as we don't talk about your 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 taste in rock and roll, I will agree with you. Or, or uh, uh, 
Moonlighter. Uh, we're good. We're uh, Moonlighter's good. fine. Moonlighter's fine. I, this, this, is, this is more me just wanting to yell at my friend Kyle than it is the game's actually as bad as I made it sound. But Well, speaking of yelling at Kyle, I'll transition over to Baldur's Gate 3, which uh, is ongoing and fabulous. And I, I guess we'll just cut it off this week because we're all aware that it's an amazing game. It's an amazing game. We, we also yeah. have a question about it in the emails today. So. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I, uh, my sister-in-law showed up on Saturday, was like, hey. I want to hang out with your kids. I was like, oh, do you, do you need me? And she's like, no, get out of here. So I played five hours straight of Baldur's Gate 3. It's probably <laughs> the first time since Kid 2 was born that I've ever like marathoned on the weekends. Nice. You know, without depriving myself of sleep. It was wonderful. Oh, my God. Barbarian is so OP. I, oh, the, the martial classes are so well done. They did such a smart thing where they added weapon-based abilities to all the martial classes. So even though you don't have spells, you still feel like you have like some situational short rest cooldowns. But really, just jump, jump, jump is like Superman when he couldn't fly because he could only jump originally. As you know, the anecdote goes, it, you just oh, it's like a free teleport. Jump is so amazing, and you get everywhere. And raging is just so much fun. I was throwing owlbear babies at its mother. I was <laughs> picking up baby spiders, and you're a and terrible slapping. person. Oh, I'm dark urge, man. Hell yeah, I'm terrible. It was great. How can you oh look at the owl bear and kill it? How? How? Well, you. It's well, so when, cute. When we, well, when we did our quest together, we were doing the talking thing, you know, where we talked to people and didn't kill them. So my character had no idea that this owlbear was, I don't know, part of some quest or, you know, I had a baby, but, you know, so whatever. <laughs> I'm evil. You know, what can you say? I'm an evil barbarian lost in a strange realm. <laughs> okay, fair. I have gotten to play like none of it this week, except for what we played on Monday. Um, it's, um, I'm, I'm curious to hear from anybody who's played four player co-op because i feel like the story's relying heavily on the companion characters which is a very strong choice for a single player game but for a two player game it kind of feels like we're just missing so much like there's always someone we should be talking to in camp even though i do not think it's, it's it's challenging to it's challenging to stream it's it's I find it hard to interact with chat because we're constantly having to make decisions. And um, yeah, and I feel like it just takes so long to get anything done um, with with more than one person. Uh, it, it, it doesn't help that the. Party characters are really good characters and I'm interested in their stories. So like every time I go back to camp, I'm like, I want to talk to them. I want to see what's going on. But when I play with you, I'm like, I kind of want to keep it moving because you are also a character and you're making decisions and getting into hijinks. And I think for us playing together, that's the part I'm more interested in when we're when we're doing it. So well, and I almost don't want them there for like. A four player campaign, uh, I'm you know, divinity. I, I'm kind of in that. Like, yeah, a little bit. I'm with you. Like. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's a, it's a weird beast as a, as a game to stream. Cause it, it, as a solo game, it satisfies, well, kind of the three main pillars of D and D exploration, combat and role play. And much like XCOM satisfies like base building and turn-based, you have this extra layer on top of it with the conversations where if you sit down at your computer, you're like, okay, let's do a massive battle versus some boss. And it's going to take forever cool, let's go back to camp. Let's talk to everybody. Let's eat some cereal. Let's have some downtime. And then you end up you know, going through your bags, which is a whole nother organization. Have. And there's all these sort of 
mini activities that make the whole game. And I think what they did in Baldur Gate 3 is they really realized and refined their combat from Divinity 2 and said, yeah, this is good. We have good combat. This is a really good game. Let's make people grind. You know, Act 1 does not have a really strong narrative. It's more like, you've been dropped in a world of D&D. Find stuff to do. And even the plot is kind of like, hey, go level up. Like, that's goal number one. Go go get more. Yeah, we, we got we got to a thing that seems like it's pretty early because part of Act 1. And I'm like, we're not high enough level to do this fight. <laughs> like, yeah, and you're supposed to go grind. There's a lot of trial and error. And there have been, you know, the, the usual articles that come out like, Dark Souls is too hard. It should have an easy mode. It's like, well, this game's not for you. Don't worry about that. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you have an opinion, Kyle? Someone might disagree with that opinion. That's true. But, you know, it's more that, like, there's been a lot of articles of, like, I keep having to reload. Baldur's Gate isn't a great game because I keep having to reload. It's like, well, it's a game of discovery and kind of save scumming at the end of the day, right? Like, you're going to get in a fight. You're not going to realize that there's five dudes behind a door and the boss is actually level five, which means they have two attacks and you're just going to get schooled and you go whoops and turn your ass around and go find something to grind on. And because the combat's really fun and because the story, like I found basically a Witcher three zone uh, the other night that I loved going through. If it hadn't prompted me with difficulty to go back and explore more and get higher levels, I would have missed that. And that was really, really enjoyable. The combat's really good. But it means that as a co-op game, grinding is just kind of hard to make time for. You want to be sitting down and doing plot the whole time. And I, I wonder if you could just kill all your party members in a four-player <laughs> You don't need to kill them. And we're only two I, well, playing. You know, so, they so. Don't, so they'd stop talking, you know? We would need a healer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we had four people. You know, if someone's a healer, some we're covering all the bases. Like, could we just kind of clean up the game a little bit and camp? Maybe take their houses, live in their tents instead of, you know, it just feels so overwhelming. It It's a lot. It's a lot. I, th- I think you're do. I think you should have a solo playthrough so you can take your time and yeah. do what you want. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel the same way about the quote unquote grind. Cause there's still a lot of side quests with a lot of story. So even when we're doing side stuff and getting levels, we're still, experiencing a narrative it may not be the main narrative but we're still experiencing a narrative like those two dipshits in the you know owlbear den yeah there's more than enough narrative to enjoy and i i'm very curious what that would even look like because you know gail all of them uh will i think is the biggest breakout character for me uh, while i've been playing i i originally met him was like first of all blade of frontiers gorgeous name absolutely phenomenal cheeseball D. who are we gonna go fight xandor like hell yeah like let's <laughs> let's really lean on the gygaxian stylings of van art here with blade of frontiers as your name but like he's really seduced me with his character i think he's a beautifully written character i think it's a very interesting plot line and missing all that feels wrong in a co-op playthrough so i'm not really sure how to handle that in my mind If it gets in the way, we can just decide to we're we're not doing companion stuff. (laughs) We could just say we're not doing companion stuff. All we're gonna do is make Gail eat our shoes to keep him happy and move on with our lives. Exactly. Yeah. Also, I mean, as a D and D fan, like I'm just I'm completely in love. Like there's so many there's so many nods and things. And even if you saw the movie, you'll know who like the Red Wizards are and a number of names in there. You're like, ooh, nice. 
Uh, Faerun, I think is how they say it. I always said Faerun, and my players never corrected me because they didn't know any better. And <laughs> in fact, if you... Here, here's uh, this is the perfect time. No better time to start a D&D campaign than with friends who don't play Baldur's Gate 3 and just steal the whole thing. Like just just DM straight out of this. There's so many great ideas and so many wonderful uses of classic monsters. It's. Uh, I haven't been this impressed with a game. In a very long time. It's 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 overwhelming in the best ways. Yes. And we have a question about it, so let's get into it. All right. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. You can send us questions in the Ask the Host channel and our members-only channel in the Discord. You get access to that if you support us any way at all, pretty much. Unless you'd like give me a dollar on the street. I don't have a have a way of giving you access if you <laughs> hand me cash in person, but thank you. Um, uh, but yeah, if you're supporting us on Patreon or on the YouTube membership, you get access to that channel. And Daycoth asked us, what are your front runner characters for husbandos or waifus in, in BG3? <laughs> well, uh, for anyone who listened to There Will Be Dungeons and is aware of Varel Rasphim Kyrdek, the lizard folk barbarian, who was technically a dragonborn in Baldur's Gate 3, I'm playing as him. I was grabbed uh, from another dimension from the There Will Be Dungeons Waste campaign by the Mind Flayer ship and dropped into this world. And I am role-playing him with the Dark Urge background. And it works really, really well because he was not a patient barbarian and he loved to smash. <laughs> uh, and uh, he was also, he was a lizard folk, you know? He didn't, he didn't really have desires in that way. So I have not laid with anybody in the game, though offers have been advanced my way. <laughs> I saw a tweet from somebody that said, playing, having a conversation with your companion in Baldur's Gate 3 is like trying to disarm, uh, disarm a horny bomb. That <laughs> uh, at any time you wrong. may accidentally end up in a romantic situation. So they uh, are eager. Yes, they are very eager. I really like Lazel, uh, and uh, but this Monday I met Carlac. Um, so Carlac's good. Yeah, I yeah. really like Carlac. Um, and other than I that, got into a. I was going to say for husband, uh, Gale is so charming. Uh, I want to die. Gale is charming. Yeah. But he kind of yeah. has the same haircut as me. So that'd be weird. It's <laughs> too symmetrical when you guys are macking out. It would bother you. That when we did symmetry? the launch day stream <laughs> and we yanked Gale out of the portal, there were like seven people at the same time that went, oh, you saved Garrett. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, compliment. Thank you. Gail is way more handsome than me. Um, but uh, yeah, when my hair is more well kept, that's kind of what it looks like. So the line you draw right there, I'll date anything. But damn it, if it has the same hair as me, I'm not interested in that <laughs> symmetry. I don't want to look. I don't want to know. I don't yeah. want to romance myself. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't want that. I ain't about that. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, I ain't about that shit. But um, but yeah, I, I think I think Gail is number one husbando, and I think Harlack is number one waifu in this game. Uh, I'm uh, gameplay wise, I am so smitten by Rogue, and I think Astarian has a wonderful characterization. He's also dark urge buddy number one, being a vampire. So anytime you mm, kill something, that he's makes like, sense. Well, that looked fun. Like, oh, <laughs> can I get in on some of that? Because you're like burying your hands deep in their guts, you know, or whatever <laughs> dark, terrible thing you're doing. He's in on it. So he's my best friend, best friend in the world. Astarian also just sneak attacks are 
absolutely awesome. Yes, yeah, Starion's definitely my favorite companion to control in combat. Like, I always make sure he's like in a rafter or completely outside by another door to come in another entrance. Asterion made me learn to stop grouping everybody. Yeah. Because if you can have a rogue come in from a weird angle when you engage in combat, like, oh my God, it just makes, like I said, I think I I mentioned recently that it it reminds me of Rainbow Six, which I never thought was going to happen. I loved Rainbow Six growing up and uh, being able to have like, different angles of approach and different entrances when you be, if you know you're heading into combat is I love it. I love that shit, Kyle. I eat it up. Yeah. I think if I was, if I was playing more of a, like myself character, I might go with shadow heart, but I don't know. She's, she's, she's shady, literally shady, you know, with her God of darkness, char thing going on. The yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I must not, not that that's a uh, no, but yeah, not for Varel Rasping oh. Kirik, uh, Little Lizard King. Yeah, no, I like her bangs. She's a little too. I think she believes she's like the world's most important princess. She's got a little bit too much of that energy for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I know your Miranda pick from Mass of XO Lizelle <laughs> does line up with the 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 bully me attitude that you <laughs> tend to go for in those games. I I, I prefer authority, Kyle. Not not authority. authority. Okay, I see. It's just someone to make a goddamn decision. Oh like, yeah, you also ended up in, with the Inquisitor and in Dragon Age. So yeah, yeah, that was that was the first time I ever played like a game like this, and I wasn't aiming for anything. I just made my decisions and let the game lead me in whatever outcome that ended up being, and it ended up yeah, it ended up being the Inquisitor, who I never in a million years would have thought that would have been my romance option in that game, but that's where it went. I might end up dating the druid too. Like he's got so much. Like every time I do oh, something, oh, uh, Halson. Yeah, just, they, they should call him Walson because he's a freaking just a brick wall of an elf. Like uh, he's amazingly dude, animated. Soul. Yeah, and anytime you do something terribly barbaric, he's like, eh, that lines up with nature. Nature be into that. I'm down. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> when you meet him, he's a raging bear, just yeah. murdering everything. So that doesn't uh, that doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me, but yeah, I haven't spent much time with Will. He was so cornball when I first met him. I was just like, I like the, 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 the snippy, uh, sarcastic characters. So I'm like, when I, in my solo play, I'm rolling around with like Asterian, Gale, Lazel, cause I haven't, I haven't unlocked Carlac yet in my solo game, but yeah. Yeah. Carlac, Carlac's a good one. Uh, barbarian. So powerful. Will, I totally get why anyone would need selling on Will and, he warlock class feels really underpowered when you first get it. That's what I'm At doing level, as my solo play right now. And yeah, I'm not in love with it. I kind of want to reroll again. <laughs> it forces a lot of short rests that you may not actually need unless you need to heal. Uh, it can cause you to long rest well before you want to. And the clock's always ticking in that game. Uh, things advance always, it seems, in long rest town. So warlocks just seem kind of uh, dicey. Yeah, I'm not I'm not super impressed with Warlock as a starter class. But at level five, you get two Eldritch Blasts and that can pump out a good 25 damage ago. And maybe at level, you know, if it's, if it's combat will that's holding you down, maybe level 25 really open it up. But as you explore Act 1, you will run into a lot of interesting plot points for the Blade of Frontiers. And I think he's a he's a fabulously written character. I also heard that he got like reworked in the final moment. I don't know what his 
old character was, but apparently Will was a pretty big surprise to the audience. Huh. Okay. Yeah, he and Shadowheart are just a little, little straightforward for me. I'm running Shadowheart because she's got the heels. I'm tempted to make her paladin because you can redo any of these characters. Like Will's a warlock. He's going to have warlock. Oh, I didn't know that. In his story. But you could go make him a fighter. You could go make him a sorcerer. You oh, can I go know make that. him anything you want. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Because I, I think I might go barbarian because I like playing barbarian in D&D myself. You're, you seem smitten with your absolutely. barbarian. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. I think I might re-roll barbarian. Then we can compare so notes. There'll be some disconnect there, but I think making Shadowheart Paladin will just kind of give her a higher throughput. That may might make you feel better about running the character. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll spend some more time with Will next time I do a solo session and maybe chase down some of his side stories, see if I get more invested. If there's one thing Baldur Gate asks of you, it's your time. Holy shit. Yes. The the hour per uh product. <laughs> like <laughs> How much you can get done in an hour in that game is uh, absolutely disgusting. It, it depends how much combat nothing. you get into, because holy shit, I had like one encounter go 30 minutes the other day. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, we, okay, I guess that was we, my session. Like, we fought a boss in Divinity 2 that was uh, four hour. It was the whole session, which is not unlike D&D. You know, sometimes yeah. you're like, dragon battle, everybody, and that's the whole weekend. Yep. Yep. I've guessed it on your live play show, and we... we <laughs> end the dragon fight early because it just yeah. went so long and i was even hauling ass like i had rules in place where we would auto roll damage i was uh, speeding things as long as best i could but dnd it's, it's a long game it's a, it's a game for people with time for sure it's a game and to get lost in as much as i love it and i'm feeling that it's horribly now playing Baldur's gate 3 i haven't played proper dnd uh in years outside of the shows well, prefer to ask, you get a bunch of dice and miniatures and you'll never guess where the kids want to be. Like, <laughs> there's, no way, there's no way you're setting up all that fun looking stuff and being like, now this is an adult game. You go watch Wally. Like, no, hell no. They want to be right there on the table. What is this? Exactly. What the papers? What's all this? What's that? And like doodling on your character sheets and like, you, you can't help but just be like, this is adorable. Let them get into it. Yeah, go for exactly. It. Or exactly. who knows? They might be like, oh, this is boring. <laughs> Yeah, they they could be. Honestly, Never I'm not know. gonna, I'm not gonna cross that bridge until like they like really express interest. Because yeah, you know, I'd get hurt if they were like, oh, dad I'm, I'm dying right. for a one shot, man. Can can we do a one shot? Can we come up with a one shot? Can Kristen there, DM it so that you and I can can ham it up as ooh, characters? Oh, that that'd be fun. Can we can we come up with an excuse to do a one shot? Maybe around the holiday. I am curious to see on the back end of this what uh yeah what sort of resurgence D and D has. Who knows? This is a fifth edition game they made, and D and D next came out during or announced was during uh, the production of this. There's all sorts of still you know madness at Wizards of the Coast and what they're actually doing with that system, and if they've recovered the goodwill. It seems like Baldur's Gate was not affected. You know, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, the D and D movie had failed because you know everyone's mad at Wizards of the Coast. Maybe, but here we have Baldur's Gate 3 and nobody gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't buy into that. They, they also paid for the, like, Larian was not like, Wizards of Coast didn't come to them and beg them and be like, please take our license and make us a great game. No, like, Larian paid Wizards of the Coast to use their property. And oh, Wizards of the Coast yeah, this game is way all. too good to be bankrolled by Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> <laughs> way too quality. Brutal, but true. 
Brutal yeah. but true. Yeah. Like they finally like it took them forever to figure out like Magic Arena. Like, have you played any Magic game besides Magic Arena? Like, ugh. yeah. Yeah, there, there was that real-time one, too, on Xbox. That one I guess Duels weird. of the Planeswalkers wasn't terrible, but it was exceptionally limited in what you could do. Yes, because you have Death's Head Buzzard, and that was your, like, one summon every level one. Yeah, and you had yeah. to, didn't you have to, like, collect the orbs like it was a mobile game before mobile games came out? Maybe. What a weird game. I don't know. I almost didn't answer, include this question because it's pretty specific to me, Kyle, but we were recently in Vegas, so you uh, had some alcohol with me. Uh, Wolf asks... <laughs> What are some cocktails you'd recommend for a beginner? I only drink socially, but I'm favoring whiskeys so far. Uh, I always recommend old fashions if you're, uh, hmm. if you're if you're just getting into cocktails. It's really easy to make, and if you already like whiskeys, congratulations. Get an old fashioned. It's a whiskey cocktail. I can feel the good. Well- because when you say getting into cocktails, what you're kind of talking about is like um, the aromas and like it, there's a there's a process of like enjoyment that's supposed to go with a cocktail. Whereas I think of social drinking as everyone else is at a certain level of drinking and I want to be there, too. So I'm going to have a lemonade with vodka in it, like whatever, oh, whatever right. is like the most. Oh, you're simple. thinking about catching up on the buzz level. Exactly. Oh, I mean, you can do that, too. I don't companions. personally recommend that being the way you approach social drinking. But, yeah, you can you can do that. Too. I'm, listen, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've been in that situation I, and I've done I can't that. say I've socially drank outside of college. Right. Like, so I, I don't I don't go. I don't get out much in that regard. Yeah. So I'm not well, really we, sure. We did the, quite a bit of social drinking in Vegas at, at, at FanFest. Okay. And we haven't, really haven't talked about this anywhere. But, yeah, I was all I, like if I like you, I, I want to find a drink for you. And if I'm home, I'll try and make it for you. If we're out, I'm going to peruse the menu. I'm going to decide the quality of the cocktail establishment we currently find ourselves in. And I try and like that's that's how I. How I like show I care in a in an outing is like because it's something I'm a nerd about. And instead of sitting there and spouting off and making it an antisocial experience where I'm just talking about all the nerdy things about cocktails I like, I try and just find a drink that I think you'll like. That's, that's where I, that's where I come from. And so we, we had a bit of that in, in Vegas. Cause you, you let it slip that you like margaritas. And I never knew that about you. And I was like, Oh shit, man. Like, cause the, the place we ended up having dinner the last night there, um, they made really good cocktails and, um, a lot of places make really bad margaritas with like sour mix. And I found out this place, they just have fresh citrus, so they actually juice a damn lime, which you wouldn't think is special, but it can be. I, I don't know. Margarita me is just the vodka lemonade people don't make fun of me for. Like it's the same thing. <laughs> and you're like, can I get like a fruit punch? And they're like, ew, this isn't a college dorm. What are you looking for? <laughs> like, well, I want juice. I like I mean, juice. You're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a margarita at the end of the day is pretty much just like a, a fancy, boozy limeade. I mean, imagine you walk in, you're like, can I get a, what's it called? A screwdriver? And people are like, ew, are you trying to get wasted? What's wrong with I'll you? I'll take a screwdriver. I'm not, I'm not above a screwdriver. <laughs> like, I wouldn't I drink like it at juice. night because it's, it's like orange juice, but. Can't drink orange juice. I mean, if you're going to brush your teeth, don't do it. I, that's or, a, orange juice is like a strictly like, past like 1 p.m. It's too late for orange juice for me. Hmm. Like it's, screwdrivers are like a brunch or a, a tailgating thing for me. Interesting. Yeah. I'll put a time limit on my orange juice, but I haven't bought orange juice in years. 
Oh, we, we have it, but I, I also have to limit myself because I have very sensitive uh, mouth and I will get canker sores like crazy. Yes. Well, that's just that's just yeah. dumb adulting at the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, there's plenty of good starter cocktails. If you're into whiskeys, um, definitely do um, a get a get an old fashioned um, get, get a whiskey sour. Um, if you want something kind of refreshing and very simple, especially if it's hot right now, it's hot as hell, like everywhere. Um, try different highballs. If you find yourself at a place that serves highballs, uh, usually it's just some sort of whiskey and soda water. Maybe there's other things added in there. Like what's really popular right now. Most places are serving Japanese whiskey highballs, which is usually Toki, which is like an affordable kind of starter Japanese whiskey with soda water. Um, and then either a spritz of lemon, or if you're at a, a lot of the Japanese places around here, we'll serve it with some yuzu juice in it. And it's freaking delicious. Um, and they're, they're great right now. Cause it's just so hot. <laughs> it's so very, very hot. So I like a highball. I wouldn't recommend a highball for Kyle cause he, he can't do carbonated anything, mm. but yeah, highballs are very in fashion right now. And, and they're wonderful when it's hot. Yeah, I do. I would do an old fashioned, um, find a place that makes a good classic daiquiri if you want to lean into rums. But yeah, for the most part, I'd like try all the classics to get an old fashioned, get a, get a daiquiri. Um, maybe don't do a Negroni. If you're new to cocktails, Negronis are pretty extreme. Most people find them uh, revolting at first because they're extremely bitter. I love them. Um, if you're curious, try a Boulevardier because it's a Negroni with, bourbon instead of gin and so it masks the bitterness much more because there's a lot more sweetness in a bourbon um i graduated to a negroni from a boulevardier because eventually i learned to like the bitterness and i was like i want more i need more and you get a lot more of the bitterness with when you make it with gin Um, we just need a good video game that highlights all this you know i i bought the thing on steam that everyone said i should bought and i haven't played it yet but there's like a bartender simulator. There's a cyber. There's a, a, a like a retro sprite based cyberpunk bartending game. It was on sale for like four dollars with the summer sale, and I bought it, but I haven't installed it yet. Uh, Valhalla, but it's like V A dash one one Hall dash A. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Everyone thought like potion merchant or it, any of those. It's it is currently installed on this computer. I just haven't fired it up yet. Because it was it was dirt cheap during the summer sale, so I picked it up because people had told me, "Gary, you want a bartending game? Have you played Valhalla?" I was like, "Oh no, I haven't." Oh, it's listed as a visual novel, so I guess it's more linear mm. in that regard. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. And then that um, they're remaking, or I don't know if it's a sequel to the bartender anime. There's a new bartender coming out, and I tried watching it the original and it's, I, th- I think it's borderline unwatchable. Um, it real drinks like real, it's real drink nerdy. They're, they're making real drinks in that anime, but it's extremely stilted. It kind of plays out like old, uh, Japanese like stage plays. And so everyone's just declaring their emotions publicly. And I, I can't do that stuff. I'm like, this is so, <laughs> I, I really can't do that kind of stuff. It really bothers me. So, um, <laughs> I uh, I don't like that anime, but interesting. Yeah. I want to probe deeper, but maybe now is the time. I think it is like it's distilled cringe for me. I'm just I'm just like just people blurting out their 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 troubled past. I'm just like I can't no, 
nobody uh, yeah, yeah nobody does this <laughs> nobody behaves like this <laughs> i feel the same way about like the office if, if, if that exact comedy was happening animation i'd be good but real people can't do it it's mm. and so maybe i could handle bartender but i couldn't take a live action version of this I, and, yeah i couldn't i couldn't I, I couldn't make it through i was impressed with that they have they have the art is it's they're it's pretty cheap they do they literally like took photos of bottles and that's the background yes. for the bar it's really low rent i don't think it had a big budget but it's real spirits it's real liquor uh it's real drinks that that they're making um and i looked when it came out and i was like holy shit they were like stirring with a uriah glass way before it ever caught on in the states so there's real technique in the bartender anime um but sadly it's very there's very little to do with the bartending it's all about these individual patrons and how they really just need a therapist. But yeah, that was the stereotype when we were growing up. I would assume that's not the case anymore. You know, should we probably find an actual professional and not, um, I follow the bartender. Uh, I follow a lot of bartending meme accounts and no, it hasn't changed at all. No, it <laughs> no, it has. there are plenty of people, uh, talking to bartenders instead of getting therapy. <laughs> Mm, mm. <laughs> if if uh if bartending memes are are any indication so i broke my glass and i slipped in the back room and now i'm bartending in a dungeon i would watch that i would watch that too and there's that new one coming out uh by studio trigger they're they're doing cooking in a dungeon or something oh like that. delicious dungeon delicious yeah. in dungeon delicious in a dungeon um yeah i watched the trailer for it looks good man i want to watch that when that comes out, we should watch the first episode and do a pilot re- review I'm as a down. bonus, just like we did. Also, Jujutsu Kaisen season two comes out at the end of the month. And okay, now I'm thinking I should speed through season one, or is it anthological? Can I watch season two and it doesn't matter? Um, I think you could probably do it, and I'm, I'm probably committing sacrilege, but I, to me, the power escalation went really fast, so I think you'd want to start with one just so... You know, the planet's not exploding every time someone punches. Oh, oh season two's already out? What was I seeing? Maybe. There, there's been movies and stuff like that. I don't know. They they killed my favorite character, so I kind of just stopped watching. Not like I'm not vengeful. I don't dislike the show, but I just kind of lost motivation. If I can get it through Death Note for the same reason, you can get through Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, it, it won't pain me. It won't be the worst thing I've ever done. I really enjoyed the show, and it's got some really fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, folks are saying, no, it's not an anthology. It's serial, so you need to watch season one. Okay. There's, there's a movie too. I don't know how the movie lines up either. I, that's you could uh, copy that sentence, paste it on every anime that's ever had a movie. True. I, I don't know how that shit works. Dragon Ball Super is so confusing because the movie, the the show retreads the movies. It's like, so which one should I watch? And and everyone's got a different opinion. Watch the movie. The animation's better. Watch the series because the filler's actually really interesting. Like, and I'm just like, I give up. So. Oh, the movie is a prequel. Well, that's easy enough to understand. So you don't need to watch anime the movie is hard to recommend. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, no, it isn't. Watch Full Metal Alchemist. Watch Death Note. <laughs> watch. I, I mean, I mean more in the sense of like um, maybe sensibilities are hard to predict when it comes to anime. Because for me, like you have a girl with an eye patch. I'm like, who the hell's stabbing out little girl eyes? This is really weird. But some people have other issues they see in animes and go, that's too weird for me. So, you know, it's a personal taste thing. I see a girl with an eye patch, and that's Jimeno, and she is waifu. <laughs> <laughs> I am so ready for Chainsaw Man Season 2. Holy shit. Um, all right. Well, this got away from drinks and got into anime. Uh, Wolf, okay. let me know if you tried any of these and if you liked them.
So yeah, uh, old fashioned daiquiri and maybe a martini. I would say try a martini before you try a Negroni. Um, and if you're like me and you don't like salt in your drinks, do a dry martini with lemon instead of an olive. Cause olives gross me out in martinis. <laughs> um, Personal preference. Yeah. But some people really like it. So yeah, you do, you do, you, um, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode of the grinding gear podcast. We'll be live tonight. If you're watching live, we're start we're properly starting the M- the Endwalker MSQ in final fantasy 14. So tune in for that. We go live at 8 PM Eastern time right here on our YouTube channel. We stream on YouTube, not that other site. And we want to thank our patrons and our YouTube members for supporting us. You can support everything Kyle and I do by checking out our Patreon. That is at supportourbromance.com. We have merch available at buyourbromance.com. Lots of shirts, lots of stickers, coffee mugs. Go check it out. And we'd like to thank our most recent patrons, starting with Akio T. I will thank Gen B for their support. Thank you. Origin and ending. Thanks for signing up. And Epi. Is that how it, is that how it, That's how Epi. I would pronounce that. It looks like Epi. Epi. Yeah, I would pronounce Thank it. You, Epi. Epi. Yeah. Uh, just remember, if we mis- mispronounce your names, my last name is Wiener Schnitzel. So. Thank you. Uh, and huge thanks to our legendary level backers. Thank you, Sean B, Mike R, Stephen J, Das, Sean with an E A B, and Cheesy Bob. If you want to become a legendary level backer, or any level, whatever works for you, works with us, uh, for us, and you can even set your own level. Over on Patreon, check out supportourbromance.com. Kyle is on Twitter at Kyle Ferguson. I'm at Garrett Art. We have a joint account at Garrett and Kyle, and everything we do, this show included, can be found on the Grinding Gear YouTube channel. Just search Grinding Gear on YouTube or go to youtube.com slash TV. It'll send you right there. We can't change the URL set. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. We'll see you tonight. And if you only listen to the podcast, we'll see you next week. But until then, GG. Take care. I'm going to go slap at the base.